Okay, I'll try to do it not very often then. Unique New York. I'm I'm telling you, the thing I'm looking forward to most. Unique New York. I just want to know what Connor David looks like. Taco meat. Because I mean, hang on, I'm just I'm, not, I'm just testing the mic. I don't really do much in the way of research for this stuff, so. I, I think there's a guy named, like, Eichel or something. The octopus had that. several nipples. I've got nothing. Nipples. Pop. 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 Popsicle. Sibilance. Ice. Ice. Icicle. Test. 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 Fudgesicle. Oh, dude, we're on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, put your wine down. Not in the middle of the wine. Put your wine down. Put your wine down. Todd White Where did Eric Carlson eat last night? It doesn't matter if you ask It's the Chet and Luke All right, good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Chet Sellers and Luke Peristi live draft show. I'm Luke, and I'm joined, as always, by the man who we're hoping to sign before he gets off-sheeted by the Steve Dangle podcast. It's Chet Sellers. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm happy to be here. Oh, this is so exciting. I've got, I've got a belly full of pizza and wine in my glass, and it's all, uh, I'm all happy. Well, I mean, what I'm looking forward to is that, you know, as, as much as this podcast we try to pretend is a is a naturally occurring event, uh, very spontaneous. Obviously, it is subject to a lot of editing. Uh, I'm uh, very careful about the sound quality, and what I'm looking forward to is three hours of unedited banter that sounds like a burner cell phone in a Walmart parking lot. Yeah, basically, you're saying this could be the worst idea since trading Robin Leonard. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm hearing. Uh, well, I mean, you broached the subject, but I mean, there's been so much going on today. I guess we better get right into it. Um, what did you think about Scalia's descent? <laughs> well, look, I mean, the thing about that guy is that he's basically a dinosaur at this point. You know, like it's it's nice that he's and by nice, I mean like he's gonna he's gonna be there until he dies, presumably. But I don't think. You know, basically, it's, I think The Onion put it best, is that those four dissenting judges are just me the villain in a movie about this decision well, in I mean, 30 just, years, just if play, not sooner. Just to play devil's advocate on this hockey-slash-legal analysis <laughs> podcast, I mean, I do think there is a role for the court to circumscribe its own powers. You know, I do think it, at some level this is a state decision, but, uh, you know, I guess we'll... Uh, no! <laughs> what happened today? Uh... That, right there on the television, uh, two senators, 2015-21st overall pick in exchange for David hey, Leguan. Hey, so, so here's – look, obviously this is the blockbuster. We do have to talk about this today. Here's my question. Okay. Did the senators give up too early on David Leguan? <laughs> you know, like, why did you sign him to the two-year deal if you weren't going to c- keep him around for one more year of mentoring – uh, Mika Zibanejad on the second unit power play. This is what I'm saying, right? I mean, the senators said to themselves, it was like, we need a $3 million veteran senator to replace Jason Spezza. 
Uh, it turns out that apparently J.G. Peugeot can do that job for under a million dollars a year. It doesn't mean you get rid of David Legwand, right? And it, well, I, look, if you're going to go sweatshop quality from you know the wrong side of uh, the Ottawa River, then <laughs> you know you, you get what you pay for, I guess. But I personally love the guy, even if he's a little small. I don't know. I I liked I liked David Legwand. I understood the move. I don't really. I mean, obviously he didn't fit with the team, but it was sort of like. You know, Brian Murray is sort of putting together a uh, Pontiac Sunfire, and David Legwand is like, I don't know what David Legwand is. He's like nice air. He's a luxury. He's a very specific luxury that you only need in very specific circumstances. He's satellite radio. Yeah, he's satellite radio, exactly. You don't need him on the power play, but every now and then you're like, eh, you know, we have it. It's a feature. Showed up in a rental car. I'll take it. Mostly I liked the kind of master move that uh, we saw Brian Murray play this week in that he worked the media like a Stradivarius. He uh, he was like driving down what I want from this deal, and everyone melted down. I was like, why are we doing this? Andrew signing Andrew Hammond is dumb. And then it comes out not only do we get a first round pick back, but we also get rid of David Legwand. And you know, basically Ottawa now has four picks in the first 48 picks and it's prospects Christmas. <laughs> Anything can happen. Well, I mean, I guess the one thing we can talk about Robin Leonard in a second, but I guess the one thing that I do like about clearing some cap room with this uh, David Leguan deal Say is it. I look, I've been very vocal about the guy that I think is underrated and that we should be keeping around. Alex Chiesson. <laughs> oh, you stepped up my joke. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to build up this whole thing about the one guy, the underrated guy that, you know, seems to get no respect from the team, doesn't make enough money, you know, but we still, uh, we're worried we can't keep him around. And then all of a sudden, boom, now we don't need to buy out Colin Green. <laughs> There you go. Well, I mean, some may disagree there. That's, that's a joke. That's a joke that might have worked if this wasn't a live podcast. <laughs> there you have it, folks. That's what you miss in the podcast experience. But you know what? This is the magic of radio. So if you're hearing slurping noises, it's Tell me that we're back. Oh, loading for smooth audio playback. Okay, no, don't play that, because if you play that, it's going to echo back into the microphone. It's okay, I've got it on mute. Okay. So hopefully we're back. Uh, <laughs> this is a live show, folks. Anything can happen. And usually does. Uh, Luke has actually screamed up Highway 7 on his way from Kingston. He barely made it. So if you hear sounds of him drinking red wine and eating pizza... Uh, that's essentially uh, what's going on right now. We're just getting into it. We've had no time to rehearse. So in that respect, it's like any other podcast we've ever done. Uh, and we're just looking forward to exploring the space over the next uh, two or three hours. Uh, I've been hearing a lot about some guy named Connor McDavid. Not really sure who he is, but uh, hopefully Sportsnet will point him out at some point and uh, we can find out what he's all about. Yeah, I mean, normally you expect a certain level of hype, you know, leading up to a draft. And I'm not actually sure we've had that. Well, there hasn't. Yeah, you're right. There hasn't been a lot of, I mean, I don't really know a lot of the prospects in this draft. Um, as far as I can tell, there's no clear number one. Uh, you know, there's just kind of a, basically, they're just lining up a bunch of teenagers tonight, making them take their shirts off. And a group of men in their 50s and 60s will basically decide who looks like they can be the best hockey player. Well, that's how it's done, right? Yeah, that's basically how it's done. And that's basically how it's been done for, you know, several hundred years. Just like God intended. Yep. Since the days of the Vikings. 
I mean, I watched the NBA draft last night a little bit because, you know, I wanted to see what these draft things are all about. First draft I'd ever watched. Sure. And the thing that I found interesting about that is, you know, there seems to be no rhyme or reason for anything. It's just they had a they had a draft order and, you know, players were like, you know, the Knicks took some guy out of Latvia and, you know, the Latvians. So I'm, I'm but then fans were all booing him. Can you imagine if there was booing tonight oh at God. the NHL draft? Is Gary Bettman going to be here tonight? Oh, I, can you imagine? Why would he be there? Was but, it last year or was it two years ago that he came out? It was in New Jersey and he was announcing a devil's trade and they all started to boo him. He was like, I think you're going to want to hear this. Gary Bettman, the troll god. And then I can't remember if this actually happened or if I just tweeted it, but I think he got hit in the head with a cinder block. <laughs> Is that right? Uh, no, I think it was an anvil, actually. It had Acme written on the side. So, I mean, what I find interesting is we're just sort of spitballing here while we wait for the draft to start. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I'm taking the field at number one. I really have no idea who to bet on. But um, it's, uh, you know, commercials right now. I'm watching LifeMatesCanada.com. And it looks like she should have no problems finding a... Uh, uh, you know, heterosexual or homosexual partner, depending on her preference. I'm not entirely sure what that commercial was about, but I will say it was very tasteful. The point is, Sportsnet goes to commercial. We don't go to commercial. This is like my 2003 Pontiac Sunfire. No brakes. <laughs> huh? Also like my car, but that's a story for later in the show. <laughs> Your car that you had problems with, which is why you ended up screaming up <laughs> the highway. Uh, I was going to tweet the OPP on your way out and tell them not to pull you over. Just in case it... Uh... Well, you should have tweeted them to give me a police escort. What are you doing, sellers? <laughs> what do you think you are, the Stanley Cup? <laughs> no, I'm way more important. All right, I'm waiting for my first shot of Brian Murray and 17 other white guys sitting around the table. <laughs> like, that always show this... How do you know which old white guy is your team? That's the real question. <laughs> they always show this pre-draft stuff. And honestly, like, they, I, I love in any draft they show the, like, overhead aerial shot from the catwalks of the arena. And it just looks like 700 old white men having a Magic the Gathering tournament. <laughs> Looks more like a chess tournament to like, me, but I that. could be biased look on that. that. No, but like honestly though, like hockey management has become a lot more diverse lately, and you know that because Yarmo Kekalainen is Finnish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's diversity in the front office of hockey. It's like we've got a guy with an accent, <laughs> and you know, even then the NHL would be like, yeah, but you know, we have lots of guys with accents. Like, have you ever been to Saskatchewan? <laughs> Saskatchewan, uh, our boy uh, Dave Cameron, out there in the island. Have you ever seen those guys? I wonder if we should put the uh, the Sportsnet audio in just so we can find out what's going on. Like, I feel like they're announcing trades and we're not hearing anything about it. Well, I can't hear anything. Oh, oh here comes oh, Batman. Oh, boo, boo, Batman. And by the way, folks, we may be on a 30-second delay. You can let us know if we are or not. But uh, we're just seeing Gary Batman now. He's being booed lustily. <laughs> he has actually, I think he's colored his hair. Since he presented the Stanley Cup. He put some just for union busters on there. Did you hear that hockey is still alive in South Florida? <laughs> for now. Yeah, actually, these are all Habs fans. It's, a good, it's a good thing they're not uh, holding this in Arizona. That would be awkward. He loves getting booed. Well, that's the whole point of being a sports commissioner, is that <laughs> you are just the thing on which everyone concentrates their hate for yeah, the owner. exactly. You're just like a, um, what's one of those infinity stones from Guardian of the Galaxy? Like, you just soak up all that hate. That's what Gary does. He does an outstanding job at it as well. <laughs> uh, he's standing on a milk crate, right? Yeah, and he's still got Jacques 
Jacques hair somehow. <laughs> he does have Jacques hair. He's got those like two-tone sideburns, and he is wearing makeup. I can tell you that he's wearing concealer because when he presented the Stanley Cup last week, he looked like he'd been playing golf in basically some kind of infrared laser beam for the last two months. He was pasty. He was red, and now he's like nice and leveled out. Like he's got kind of a good like you know Mac foundation or something on. And, See, I don't think it's really makeup. I think he, I think it's skin doping is what it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Makeup sounds way too classy. Let's call it what it is. He's so, lying to us. Gary to Bettman. Gary Bettman doesn't look like that. Gary folks. Bettman in conjunction with Dr. Lawrence Ferrari, the <laughs> mad Dr. Frankenstein that helped Lance Armstrong to seven, uh, uh, what is it, the French Cup? What do you call that? Yeah, the one with the bike. Yeah, the bike trophy. So he won he wants a bunch of those, right? And uh, skin doping, basically, Gary Bettman has basically gotten rid of skin, and then he brings it back two weeks later. This is stupid. wow. What's going on with Jack Eichel? This is the so sad. We've ever been on. And this is why we edit this podcast. Okay. Well, the alternative is listening to Gary Bettman. Boy, so he's still we're going, still coming out of huh? head. He's still talking. Oh, he's got a teleprompter. Come on, Gary, pick it up. I thought you'd have notes written on his arm or something. We will be following along on Twitter during the uh, podcast. So if you are, uh, if you do want to tweet at us with comments or questions, please let us know. I do note from our good friend Amelia uh, that we are currently three to one uh, in terms of laughs. I believe I have the lead on you, uh, so I'm I'm happy about that. Well, you know what? I'm just pleased to be a good soldier and uh, you know feed feed you your uh, one timer in the high slot. You know? All right, I'll take that. You can you can be Dan right. and I'll be Jason. I want to so. see another shot of Tim Murray looking saucy. That's what I want to see. He's always saucy. Like, he picked those glasses, right? Like, that's his decision, right? Like, it's not like, those look like the glasses they give you. Like, I know they're probably very expensive and Italian and, like, small and square. But on his giant head, they look like the glasses they give you when you join the army. And you don't know how to see. But then they put you in a suit. (laughs) Like, he looks, I don't know. I don't know. Hang on. Darren Millard is talking now. (laughs) Damien Cox is there, so I'm sure yeah. this part's not important. So are you going to miss Robin Leonard? Well, here's the thing about Robin Leonard is that, you know, it was kind of nice to have, you know, a goalie who was always on edge there. It was like <laughs> other teams have the kind of wild card goalie. Now we have one. Right. And then it, we kind of got to know him a bit, and Robin Leonard was like, I have piranhas that I've named after Ottawa beat writers. I call this one Don Brennan. <laughs> and we were like... Wow, Robin, good joke there. You want to settle down a bit? And he was like, no. I guess the early days of Robin Leonard were sort of like Slim Pickens riding the bomb at the end of Doctor Strange Love. Like yeah. You were sort of just waiting for things to explode. and He did sort of settle down a little bit, but then it was just kind of like constantly sitting next to a live electric circuit, not having any idea what was going to happen. He's had one like tweet in the last year, and it was just his kid looking deeply unhappy. So his, like, well, let's get a little inside baseball in this hockey podcast, but... Robin Leonard followed me on Twitter like two years ago, like in the early days of, well, at least my Twitter. And it was because I was basically um, crap-talking Eric Carlson in Swedish, and apparently he thought that that was funny until he followed me. That has lost all meaning since his Twitter account got hacked by some kind of Arabian gambling site. And if you, like, I don't know if they fixed it or not, but he now follows something like 2,000 people, um, most of which are like Kuwaiti princes who mostly just tweet to Nigerian spam accounts. Uh, which is very disappointing because I feel like it dilutes my brand. 
I think that's more of a metaphor for how he's played over the last two years. We're not actually talking about Robin Leonard. Way to bring it back to talk. <laughs> I'm going to miss Robin Leonard. I am. I think the Senators are going to regret this trade, I think, especially because he's in the division. Uh, I think he's going to use this as an opportunity to prove them wrong. Um, I did buy a Robin Leonard jersey two years ago, thinking that it was going to be a long-term investment. Obviously, it's not. Although I will say, every time I wore that thing to a game, they lost. Well, that's the proof is in the pudding there. Yes, exactly. I bought a Robin Leonard jersey thinking it was going to be a good investment. They lost every time. I bought a Clark MacArthur jersey before he re-signed, thinking it was going to be a throwaway purchase. And they win every time Andy re-signed, and he's, as James likes to say, a perfect hockey player. <laughs> So, you know, you win some, you lose some. It's all the uh, it's all the circle of life. We'll see. I don't know if people are going to miss Robin Leonard so much as they're going to miss the idea of Robin Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> they keep showing this kid. I don't know who he is, but they keep showing this kid, and then they're showing the Oilers, and I guess they're about to draft. Is, is, does he work for the Oilers, or is he somebody they're going to draft? Who is that guy? I don't know. All right. Do you have any idea who's going number one, by the way? Couldn't begin to tell you. The names on the left say Leon Dressadel. So I okay. guess it he, might be him. Well, he sounds foreign, so he's probably like anything about it, but he would probably be a guy they draft, right? Sounds like it. Yeah. And, you know, if you're the sort of guy who's, you know, been working your way up through Eastern European uh, hockey leagues. This kid looks nervous. Maybe he is. Maybe, he, maybe he's, you know, maybe he's like a top Oh, player. that one's a David. Wait, who? That that one. See, look. It's yeah. Connor McDavid. That's Connor McDavid? He's a sk- playmaker, skater, and stick handler. Oh, He's a triple okay. threat. I thought Connor McDavid was just like an NHL 16 character. Peter Chiarelli's barely been there longer than Connor McDavid's about to be. <laughs> Can you imagine being Peter Chiarelli? His new job, like we have the first overall pick. Peter Shirelli looks Don't like screw it up. Peter Shirelli looks like Tim Murray with tenure. <laughs> he looks like a Bond villain. <laughs> he does look like a Bond villain. Look at that's the sort of guy who wants to point a laser at your crotch. And oh, okay. that's Connor McDavid. Okay, let's play girlfriend or mom. Is that is that his girlfriend or his mom? I'm going with mom. Yeah, I'm going to go with mom on that one. Here's the thing, like, it's kind of sad for me because you watch this guy who's been, he's been the next big thing for so long. And, you know, he was identified very early on as, you know, a guy who could pan out to be like a really great hockey player like on the level of Sidney Crosby. Uh, so much so that he even, you know, went and got that personality uh, surgically removed at the age of 13. And, you know, he puts in all this work for so long. And then he gets drafted by Edmonton. Can we talk about Daryl Cates for a second? Can we just talk about how Daryl Cates looks like? Daryl Cates, Darryl Cates the looks, other Eugene Melnick. He looks like an off-brand, like, 60% size Eugene Melnick. <laughs> <laughs> He's real-life sideshow Bob. Get real. He looks like somebody scraped out, like, the cells off of the inside of Eugene Melnick's cheek and grew him in a Petri dish, but gave him way more money. <laughs> Idea, face-off, but it's Eugene Melnick Look at all and Daryl Cates. You look so happy. Who's the kid on the left? Uh, Master Cates. Well, he's taller than Connor McDavid, which is always a good sign. <laughs> they should have drafted him. So he will probably be a second-line winger for the uh, Edmonton Oilers in a couple of years. Until he gets traded for a second round. Connor yeah. McDavid's a cool guy, but he's basically like a cyborg, right? Yeah. Like, he's basically known he's going to be the number one pick in the NHL since he was, like, 12 years old. And he's had, like, 
media and PR training and all the things that we haven't had, which is why we have this podcast. He's been better than everyone for his entire life, but his job is also like they were like, look, we know you're better than everyone, but we need you to dominate them even more. I, you know, I guess, I guess one of the things I'm looking forward to is as they start to get through the McDavid's and the Eichel's and they get into all the picks with all the, uh, all the long names that uh, we don't recognize, that's when we're really going to start to see some good suits. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to the first suit with no buttons. I'm looking forward to the first bow tie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the first guy. Oh, Sidney Crosby on Connor McDavid. He reminds me of me. I'm waiting for the first. <laughs> and, and I want to do the over-under. I'll set this at, at um, I'll set the over-under at 13 and a half. The first guy who's, like, in terms of pick, the first guy whose suit is going to look like it's the only one he owns, and he bought it for court. <laughs> And it's going to be some kid from the Western Hockey League. His name's probably going to be Bryson. <laughs> and it's going to be like, you know, Bryson is a, uh, you know, rangy uh, defenseman, great first breakout pass. And he bought this suit in uh, 2009 when he was defending himself on a battery charge as a, uh, as a minor. <laughs> That's what I'm looking forward to. Bryson or Coxon is going to be his name. There, there will be an X in it. <laughs> There will be X's. There we go. How many how many names will have X's in them? Okay, so Strombo is in interviewing McDavid now, and he's wearing like a real suit. He was wearing like the jacket for the guy that Music Man had on uh, for the NHL draft on or the awards on uh, Wednesday night. Now he's wearing an actual gray suit because he's on Sportsnet. Mostly, I'm upset that George Strombolopoulos has a beard because that's how we know that beards are now dead. I don't. I'm gonna hate, have to shave. I don't hate George Strombolopoulos, but I would be worried if I were him and I were near some kind of open flame. <laughs> like, like he looks like a human wick. Like he literally looks like he's been soaked in camphor oil. But he probably smells good. It's very therapeutic. They don't normally wear that Oilers orange jersey, right? Like that, that like hunting orange jersey. They're just wearing that so that they can like spot him from two miles away in the BB&T Sunrise Florida Arena, right? Maybe, or maybe it's a sign they're about to trade for Eric Bariba. Oh, Peter, <laughs> Peter Shirelli's here. Folks, you'll have to tell us on Twitter how delayed we actually are. We're talking about Peter Shirelli now, but you're probably already on pick number three. Uh, so please forgive us. Don't spoil anything on Twitter for us. Yeah, everyone... Stop, everyone, uh, stop tweeting. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading, I am reading on Twitter that the, uh, that Edmonton jersey is not being very well received at all. Oh, is it not? No, and I'm not because surprised. Because it looks like a hunting jacket? Well, I wouldn't say that so much as it's just hideous. Because at least a hunting jacket is useful. You know, it takes advantage of the part of the electromagnetic spectrum that deer can't see. Would you describe- Whereas people are intended to see this jersey, which makes it offensive. Would you describe the one facial expression Connor McDavid has as smoldering? I would describe it as off-brand Jonathan Taves. <laughs> were, like, he was like, who's successful in this league? Jonathan Taves is. I'm going to be at least as serious as him. Can we talk about Jonathan Taves' mutton chop beard? Like, is, that, is that like a weird Mennonite central Manitoba thing that he, can't, he literally cannot grow hair on his lip or his chin? That's an interesting question, because what if he can, and he's like, no, I'm getting rid of this. It is the deepest, richest, most luxurious chin strap beard I've ever seen. I am taking the Stanway Cup to a barn raising. Well, literally, it looks like he he waxes his face out. Oh, here he comes. Tim Murray the God. The man in full. Look at that guy. He's got the glasses his 16-year-old daughter picked out for him. So our friend Joanna is telling me on Twitter that there's no delay, and that we are right on cue. Oh, this is good. Which means if you're hearing this, Tim Murray's taking the stage. 
He's wearing a Robin Leonard jersey. Oh, maybe we're a little ahead of you now. He's Put a- it on. <laughs> and he's uh, primping and preening for the crowd. Oh, man. Like uh, wrestler I- Val Venus. I think he just flipped off the Oilers fan. Is he still that <laughs> salty about not being the first? All right, hopefully we're um, hopefully we're back on. I want to thank uh, Ari of Silver Seven for alerting me on Twitter that uh, we've been uh, we were briefly kicked off. Uh, I think for being too real, uh, or also possibly because I just referred to Jack Eichel as looking like Art Garfunkel on Roy. That was only after you started commenting on what you I believe you said majestic buttocks. I believe I was referring to majestic buttocks, and then I believe. I said that he looked like Art Garfunkel on roids, and then Blog Talk Radio and their infinite wisdom disconnected mm-hmm. us. You know, because that's the kind of garbage that has no business being streamed live, even if it is at a low audio fidelity uh, with a significant delay. Majestic Buttocks would be a great name for a yacht, though. Oh, they traded Ryan O'Reilly to this. Oh, do that. And Jamie McGinn. Are the Sabres going to be good now? No way. They were so abysmal last year, right? They're going to be kind of good. They have Ryan O'Reilly. They have Evander Kane. They have look. They have David Leggett. Actually, I bet they're good. I bet they're going to be better than the Leafs. That's my prediction. <laughs> you think they're going to be better than the Leafs? Yeah. So the Senators open their season at Buffalo, do they not? Like, aren't they opening it in Buffalo? Yeah, I'm looking forward to Ottawa putting up a five spot on Robin Leonard, where while uh, the color commentator says, "Yeah, Leonard's weak glove side." The, you know, the shooters knew the book on Leonard on that one. So here's the thing. I do think that Leonard will vow revenge on the Senators. I think he will eventually get it. I think the Senator, uh, the Sabres will become a very good team very soon behind Robin Leonard or in front of Robin Leonard. I think they will win the Stanley Cup at some point, probably with, with you know, something close to uh, the roster that Tim Murray's building. I think he will be the man to finally bring end 700 years of futility in Buffalo sports. Uh, that said, I do feel like Robin Leonard, his first game against the Senators, the Senators are going to win. I feel like they're going to come out. He's going to be rattled. You know, he's still going to be adjusting to moving. I think that's going to be happen. I think that's going to happen because Ottawa is a better team than Buffalo. For now, but I mean, you look at that as a gimme on the schedule, and it's like this is going to be a team with Jack Eichel and Evander Kane and Ryan O'Reilly, and who knows? Who knows how that's going to go? They do right have good away. players. They do have, that they I mean, didn't have last year. The and thing like, about good teams seriously good players when you as have well. good players, you can have a good team, hmm. right? And just think about when they sign Eric Condra, how good they're going to be. Like, that's kind of the last missing link for Buffalo. Right? And they need that guy's third-line minutes. That's what I'm worried about. Corsi Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess one of the things that Robin Leonard does now is he sells his house back to – will Danny Alfredson buy that house again? Daniel, Daniel Alverson can buy like half of Carp. Do you think he wants to move back into his old house? I feel like that at this point, there's probably a load-bearing piranha tank in there somewhere, and getting the renovations done is just going to be too expensive. I think, I think, uh, I think Alfie's going to Westboro. Yeah, it could be. That could be. I don't think. You know, it's it's funny. It's like a Swede comes to town, a Swede leaves town. But I don't think because that's that's how it works. You have to have a zero sum thing in terms of Swedes. That's right. Swedes are a conservative system. Yeah, that's why when uh, the Senators drafted uh, Eric Carlson, Magnus Arvidsson was finally forced to sell his uh, his townhouse uh, three years after he'd been traded. But um, I, I I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, I think we're gonna miss Leonard at some point. I do think he's gonna be. I do think he's gonna be good in Buffalo. 
So what you're saying is that you don't believe in our Lord and Savior, Andrew Hammond. <laughs> I mean, I do. The man single-handedly took down a dynasty in Boston. <laughs> he went 21-1-2. And then Boston missed the playoffs. Then they fired their GM. Then they traded, you know, their best young defenseman. And they traded Milan Lucic. Andrew Hammond did that. <laughs> if, if, if Boston's in the playoffs, they do not the trigger on any of those moves. I had a Patrick Laleem jersey, number 40, which I replaced with a a Leonard jersey, number 40, which I don't think I'm going to replace with an Andrew Hammond, number 30 jersey. I do think I am going to continue to uh, wear the Leonard jersey to uh, Senators games. Uh, And if and when the Sabres become a great team in front of Robin Leonard and they win the Stanley Cup, I will be seen as some kind of Cassandra Wearing my Leonard jersey to games, I will be stoned to death. Basically, that's the uh, that's that's like the Yardbirds vinyl. Folks, this is a live podcast. I don't know if you can hear dogs losing their mind upstairs. I'll be right back. You, you're gonna have to no dead air. You're gonna have to freestyle. Oh crap! Uh, Don Maloney looks like the ghost of Christmas past. There we go. <laughs> Don Maloney looks like an explosion at a week. <laughs> That Arizona button game is fire. Oh, it's Dylan Strom. Damn it. That means the Leafs get Hannafin. That's so frustrating. So I'm going with mom and best friend. Good for you, Dylan Strom. Smile more in your picture. And it's the doggy. Yay. Sorry about that, folks. We had some fans rush the stage, but security's just shown them out. This is a professional operation. It's funny, you know, because, I mean, when people are, are if they ever listen back to this, they're going to be like, I think my favorite part was when the dogs broke in. Well, we're already getting uh, reports that, uh, we're already getting reports that, uh, your dogs are causing uh, quite a ruckus with other dogs. So, there you go. All right, so what happened while I was gone? They drafted some guy named Dylan? Uh, yeah, um, Don Maloney warned us that we needed to change our ways or suffer the consequences. He looks uh, like a surly lad. Now I believe in the power of Christmas. He looks much He looks much happier pulling on a Coyotes jersey, probably because he knows he's going to be playing in Seattle. In is this like hideous jersey night at, in Florida? Is like, this what's like with weird, the black armband? Is this like weird curly-haired son of the owner night? Who is that kid? <laughs> Looks he's like got Tim Murray's glasses. Well, it looks like he got those glasses in a Happy Meal. So they're probably very expensive. He kind of looks like Patrick Kane. <laughs> uh, I don't know who that guy is. Who's that guy? Is that his dad? I hope so. Otherwise, they just cut to a random person for no reason. That kid, I don't know who that kid is, but he's the son of somebody who's connected to the Arizona Coyotes. So obviously, he's swimming in cash. He's wearing chinos. What are you saying? Are you saying he needs to be more or less stylish? <laughs> I thought she knows we're in. I'm trying to be in the moment here, but I'm also trying to stay on um, stay on the uh, the streaming here to make sure that uh, I don't uh, I don't uh, that we're not disconnected from the stream again. I am checking Twitter and I noticed that literally the biggest reaction we've got so far is when we got bum rushed by dogs. Uh, so that's good. That means that we're we're having an entertaining podcast. Well, I mean, so far. It is the internet, so yeah. what are you going to do? Exactly. So if only we had a gift of that. So now, basically... Uh, oh, you know what I call this interview? 
Stromo. Nailed it. <laughs> so basically, the first thing you have to do as a newly professional NHL player, I know they haven't signed yet, but they've been drafted. I mean, their rights have been assigned to an NHL team. Uh, you have to talk to George Strombolopoulos and like keep a straight face the entire time. That is, in a way, that's almost like one of those um, uh, draft camp tests, you know? Well, we already had uh, some pre-draft action with, you know, I think Mitch Marner was handling snakes like a <laughs> Pentecostal preacher. Like I, feel, I feel like as a, as a like, Surely you can handle uh, George Strombolopoulos at that point. They're, they're basically trying to gauge whether or not um, if you can basically make it through an interview with George Strombolopoulos without cracking a smile at his hair, Scott Oak will be no problem. <laughs> right? That guy looks like the Crypt Keeper. Hey, when but he's Senate- picture of professionalism. When do the Senators draft? Is it soon? Well, I bet uh, the Brian is in there trying to work a deal. I think he, he's got two first-round picks, oh. and I bet he's trying to turn them into one first-round pick, but a good one. Uh, just wait for my think piece blast every NHL front office for its lack of diversity. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, this is a very diverse front office not, because Kyle Dubas is young, yeah. and he likes spreadsheets. No, when I say that, I'm not. I'm not actually agitating for you know, sort of any kind of social justice cause. All of these guys are wearing full Windsor knots, and it's just like occasionally, you know, it's actually about ethics and ties. It's about ethics and ties, and occasionally with the skinny lapel, you like to see a nice foreign hand. You know, it's it's, it's casual, it's relaxed, but it says I'm here to do business. Why? Well, so what I'm learning right now is that Kyle Dubas obviously can't grow a goatee. Because <laughs> that's the hot new look of the summer, and he's not pulling it off. He's in that way. He really is the poster boy for the analytics movement. <laughs> and do they all have to wear blue shirts? Started from Sault Ste. Marie. Now you hear. Hey, is our buddy Chris Lund there? It's a good question. Where I'm sure Lund? he's just right off to the is Lund right the guy, of Brendan is Lund Shanahan. The guy working security in the back. He's trying to get some fire tweets off. Probably so this involved is their in highest draft. Pick since they took Scott Thornton third in 1989. That's exciting. Isn't Who it? could forget Scott Thornton? The third best Thornton I can think of off the top of my head. <laughs> oh, God. I guess that's why I went third overall. That was, matter, the, that was just in the Thornton draft. Pick? Okay, here comes another kid. Wait, no, I'm sorry. That's Tyler Bozak. My mistake. <laughs> he hasn't been traded yet? I haven't yeah. yet. I haven't yet seen one bad prospect suit, which is what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for the first. And honestly, I think maybe we need the European guys to come in with like the lime green and like the suit made out of scuba material and all of that. Like, where where are the Eric Carlsons? I think the Islanders should just draft a basketball player by accident, and that'll take care of it. <laughs> I thought Gary Bettman gave Toronto and their entourage a really nice. Uh, yeah. Oh, a player is being announced. Shout out to Florida. That guy's neck is blowing a bubble. I have no idea who that guy is. He, will, he looks like uh, Peter Chiarelli from a different universe. Mitch Marner. Sounds like he should front a blues rock combo in a Montana. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's definitely a girlfriend. Mitchell and the Mariners. Yep, that, that is his 47-year-old girlfriend. <laughs> I'm calling it. And she has hey, supported him. That guy. She's supported him since he was 12. <laughs> and it was okay because she was only 41. 
Look, man, nothing wrong with maturity. What you want at that point? <laughs> I personally am into it. Yeah, I know. Oh, God's sake, this stupid dog. Hang on. I like how uh, Gary Batman gave each member of the Leafs entourage a good long handshake because he knows they're one of the three teams that actually make money in the league. Like, most people are treading water. You guys are keeping this entire pyramid scheme afloat. So just for that, you get the full Batman. So before we started this show, I was sort of like, okay, we got to minimize all ambient noise, turn off all fans. Uh, turn off all air conditioners, close all windows, remove all dogs. And then you neglected to put your dogs down. <laughs> what were you thinking? And I was like, be careful. Don't drink wine on the mic. Uh, don't let anything happen. Don't, you know, click your mouse. Uh, I think we're well past that. I think we're now into uh, minute 40 of this podcast, minus uh, technical interruptions. And I think we're at the point now where the dogs come in, where they drink water very loudly in the background, where they decide whether or not they like the least draft pick. I'm getting a lot of very salty looks at this Mitch Barner pick, which I like. Hey, this dog knows where his bread is buttered. There you go. <laughs> we're not a Leafs family here. Uh, we're only house. 40 minutes in, and it's already like live. Jed and Luke pet some dogs. <laughs> Why isn't that the podcast? Why, is, huge. why isn't that the podcast? So are the Senators going to trade these picks, 18 and 21? Can that, uh, can that get you to five if you put them together? Well, look, they're going to get Hannafin because I think he's still available. And they can draft some guy named... Uh, oh, there he is. There's Babcock. Is that good? I don't know. Doesn't... Who's he, what? His head looks like Mount Rushmore if it were like half finished. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a very stony jaw. That's that what we're going to do. We're just going to crack on guys all night. That'll, that'll, that'll be good. But only the guys in the front office because, yep. you know, they can take it. You're taking a selfie, oh, dog. All right, this is this is hit rock bottom. You're gonna tweet that? I hope so. All right, there we go. <laughs> That'll work. So, how does it feel to be the next young prospect to get torn apart by the terrible Toronto media? Things I would ask if I was George Strombolopoulos. You know what I would ask this kid right now if I were George Strombolopoulos? It's like, do you wish you? a chance to play with Bill Kessel. <laughs> that's, that's what I was. How excited are you for Tyler Bozak to be your first line manager? <laughs> uh, are you going to learn from Tyler Bozak? Seriously, what can he teach you? Yeah, it's like it's like seriously, what were they thinking? You could be playing with Tyler Sagan right now. <laughs> if only you'd been slightly worse, you could have still pulled it off. Honestly, it's got to be tough to be a prospect in Toronto. I think it's got to be tough to be a prospect at anything, which is why I've never, uh, I've never sought to succeed at any aspect of my life. No, I don't know about that because, like, take for instance, Carolina, which is a team I sometimes forget exists. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not even all you have. All you have to be good. All you have to do is be the sixth or like fifth best person, and you know you get to make hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars in relative obscurity for a mediocre hockey team. I mean, being a team from Carolina is like playing for Dakota. Right? Hey, or, it's good work if you can get it. Here's the thing about Carolina is that they won... Tell me the thing about Carolina. They they once won a Stanley Cup. Uh, they cam warded their way to a Stanley Cup. Oh, I remember it. that. Yeah. Basically the poster child for, hey, once you get in, anything can happen. <laughs> And then since that point in time, they've made the playoffs once. Would you, Chet Sellers, change 
positions with Carolina for the Ottawa Senators in that you have that one cup to hang your hat on, but then the team doesn't do anything from that point forward. Yes, I would. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> I'll tell you why. is because had Ottawa won the cup in 2007, the same thing would have happened in that we would have re-upped the wrong players and yep. they would have been stuck, stuck there forever because that was the core that got us there. I, I, and that's what happened anyway, and we didn't even win. I think I talked about this on the podcast once, but I started writing an article once about like a speculative history if they'd won the Stanley Cup and what they did and kept all the veterans around and like basically Eric Carlson got drafted by the Leafs and all these other horrible things oh, happened. Oh, God. And I never ended up running it because I was like, there's nothing funny about this. It's well-researched, it's insightful, and it's horrible to read. No one, <laughs> no one could possibly enjoy this. It's like one of those... Uh, so I'm perfect for the blog. Yeah, right? it's like one of those novels where the South wins the Civil War. <laughs> Kid, I want to say that kid looks like an 80s movie villain in a prep school, but he looks like the kid who teaches that kid karate in an 80s Why don't they let the kid announce the pick? Like, you already let him on stage and wear the officially Why licensed product. Why does everybody product. get to bring their kid up there? How do you get to be the kid? When I was this age, the only place the my dad... had a kid and they don't even have a real owner. They're the owned by a bag of money. My dad took me when I was this age with bail hearings. Like, how do these guys get to be on stage at the NHL draft? Hey, man, it's not what you know, it's who you know. All right, again, a very tasteful, boring suit. That is, uh, I don't know. Well, look at that. He's, he's known for maturity in poise. Okay. I'm going to go with mom, though, because he had his younger sister sitting in between. Okay. You're going to go with mom? Yeah. I'm going to go with mom, too, just because I didn't see at any point a tattoo on her wrist that said breathe. <laughs> in Chinese like, characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that actually says laundry. Weaknesses, engaging physically and get stronger physically, which isn't a weakness so much as a command. Yeah, yeah, what? I mean, look, this guy's weaknesses, engaging physically. I mean, look, this sounds like, you know. Look at how long his neck is, though. This sounds like my marriage count. You could probably watch him eat and identify the brand of cream cheese on his bagel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look at this guy. He could swallow a whole rabbit. (laughs) He needs to. Oh, my God. He looks like a python with traps. Congratulations, Noah Hannafin. You are the new Aaron Eckblad. Uh, Hope you can grow a beard. Yeah. His name has too many vowels in it. I don't like it. Are the Senators picking yet? Not yet, but you know what? I'm I'm waiting. I'm on pins and needles. They could trade up at any time. I'm so upset now that the Senators made the playoffs this year, because otherwise they might be picking earlier. We could talk about them. You would rather pick earlier than pick twice? So, look, while a bunch of kids I've never heard of with, you know, skin tone that's basically lighter than my calves, uh, and I don't wear shorts during the summer, by the way, are going to states that don't actually exist. Let's talk a little bit about the Senators. We've talked about Robin Winter. Uh, let's talk about Mark Stone. Oh, that's one of my favorite things in the world to talk about, by the way. All right, talk about Mark Stone. Talk about that man's deep V. <laughs> He's going to be here for the next three years, at least, on a very reasonable deal, and I, for one, could not be happier. <laughs> because, you know, he nearly won the Calder. He'll get it next year, I'm sure. I think he will. Uh, I don't know how he couldn't. Um, you know, anchored that first line. He's a real sniper. And, you know, the next Daniel Alfredson. <laughs> in that he'll leave us despondent when he leaves town. He might He years. might be the next Daniel Alfredson, right? Because he's a late-round pick. Uh, not much was expected of him. All he does is score. He's got great hands. He's got sort of weird, floppy, curly hair. Uh, when he puts on glasses on the weekend, he looks like a guy who works at Costco. <laughs> like he looks like a very. Yeah, I think he looks more professorial to me. He look no, he looks to me like that goofy dude who's like, oh, I can help you with those pallets, ma'am. <laughs> like you know, and he's wearing a plaid shirt, but he's very happy to help, even though he's working in retail because he's got a very strong union. 
you know, and it's and good benefits, and he can still do night classes on the side, and you know, he's you know going to be a pharmacist in three years, and uh, that to me is Mark Stone working at Costco on the weekend, uh, applying to be a pharmacist. He can do anything if he puts his mind to it. Well, I'm glad we're going to get him for his Costco. And then we'll give him that sweet pharmacist deal when that expires. Welcome he's still to an RFA. <laughs> I am a little worried about his wrist. I don't know. He looked fine when he was, you know, making those obscene gestures at uh, PKC. <laughs> so uh, I'm not that worried about it at all. you remember when they had to blur it out when they put that blue spot over both his hands in oh. the NHL Awards? It was disrespectful, but I was still into it. Furiously double birding PK Subban, who was, I believe, wearing his second smoking jacket of the night and forcing Brent Burns to spin a giant wheel of social media engagement. <laughs> well, Eric, will you pick death by Snapchat or yeah. death by Instagram? My favorite, part, my favorite part of the NHL awards was when they got on the PA and they're like, PK Subban, please return to your seat until you lose the Norris to Eric Carlson. Favorite part of the night. Then you may return. Are you making wine noises into the microphone? Maybe. That's probably. I, was, I, was, I, I, you're, I thought you were going to unleash a. That's probably quiet. I thought you were going to unleash a gang of uh, PK Subban hot takes. <laughs> Is there a rule in this that they can only show George Strombolopoulos from the side? He can't look at the camera. Look, this is a, this is just like the continued evolution of Peter Chiarelli. Every single GM looks like Peter Chiarelli so far. Mark Hunter looks like a cartoon of a dog who is also a policeman. <laughs> he looks like McSnoop, the McSnoop the news dog. Yeah. <laughs> Only if he was a person. I don't trust this man. He's got very small ears. Has the guy on the far right said anything yet? Have you ever heard of Sam Constantino? Doesn't even have a Twitter handle. He so he doesn't have a Twitter handle. He's the um he's like their junior guy, right? He's the dude who basically chicken hawks eighteen year olds all year and tells you who uh who he thinks has the uh the longest frame. Who's got the most active stick in the league. And that's Damian Cox who's got the active, softest hands. He's got the most active eyebrows in the league. It's only because it's there's nowhere to have to go. Exactly. He's all forehead. If you stop petting them they'll go lie down and they'll stop bothering you. This is a we'll professional studio. I can say that. That's for sure. Look, man, the groupies in this gig are getting too much. <laughs> You're going to go home covered in blonde hair. All right. How's that different from any other Friday? No, I'm serious. Stop petting him. He will leave you alone. <laughs> Eventually. All right. So these are the... New well, okay, wait. Oh, there's got another kid. There's a new jersey. Oh, David Conti, someone I've literally never heard of. He looks like somebody who works at CERN. Oh, 11th time in franchise history. And he just took off his lab coat, but he spends most of his time basically pushing buttons on the um, hard-on collider. <laughs> that's not what that's called. Isn't it? No, okay. something else. Well, at least that's not an obvious joke, right? <laughs> Is Ottawa picking yet? Oh, oh New Jersey's not even picking. Who shot the thing on his head? <laughs> Shocking that New Jersey went for the All right. strange European guy. That's a mom. That is a dad's brother. Actually, that's you know what? That no, it's like neither. Dolph Lundgren with it's better neither. hair. Pavel Zaka. I'll tell you who that guy was. That was his mom's personal trainer. <laughs> Mr. Zaka could not attend. <laughs> I like how the oh, the the belt and shoes are matching though. That so this tie, guy already that is knows brutal. what he's doing. The tie is way too long. The lower, like the the underneath part, is way too short. 
I know he's a tall guy, but like the t- the bottom of the tie should just touch the belt buckle. It's got too long. It looks like a loincloth. Look, man, you know what they say about guys with long ties? They got long reach. That's why he's going six overall. He's only the fifth check yeah. to be drafted that's in the last five that's years. That's Mr. Zaka, and that's uh, that's a personal trainer on the left. Mr. Zaka is off paying his debts. <laughs> and the, the three of them, the three theory? of them are going out in South Beach tonight. That's all, all I'm saying. You can tell that a prospect's going to be based on how much taller he is in the rest of his front office. Check players drafted in the first round, two. He's probably excited to play with uh, Yaramir Jagger, right? Yeah, and you know what? Even if Wait, no, he's not in Jersey anymore. <laughs> he, no, not yet. He'll probably I, be back. Yaramir Jagger's going to play hockey until the age of 50. Honestly, I'm sorry. I, I, that's a, uh, that we would have edited that out if that were not a live podcast, but I do feel like we've kind of reached an event horizon where Yaramir Jagger plays for every team at the same time. <laughs> you know, like I don't, that, I, that's I don't think he's going to play for every team at the same time, but I do think he's going to play for every team at some point, and then he'll retire. I mean, he signs one-year contracts. He plays for a team until the deadline. He gets traded to one that's going to make the playoffs. And then, you know, he just does that for the next 10 years, and then that's probably everything. And then he's got a full collection of jerseys at home, which he then, you know, sells off to pay his gambling debts. All right. Well, now, the, now the Flyers are going to pick, so we're definitely in a dead spot here. So let's let's talk about the Senators again. So if I can just recount the last three days, Eric Carlson won his second Norris. Here's the thing about Eric Carlson. is that Tell me the thing about Eric Carlson. He can basically do whatever he wants. Pretty much. At this point, I think that Eric Carlson could probably negotiate a long term Middle Eastern peace solution if only he could be bothered. <laughs> the man's amazing. Yeah. So I was not at all surprised. Trust, trust the bond. I, I was not at all surprised. Yeah, that's the, like pulling that off was yeah. you know, that's worth a half an hour. Believe the bun. <laughs> right? He would go in and he would just, just inventing hashtags yeah, here on live radio. Exactly. He'd just be like, Come on guys, we all like to bully. <laughs> You know, love yourself, believe in yourself. Wear a bun. Various other Tumblr hashtags. Right? Be kind to yourself. Picture of a bird. Be kind to yourself. Yeah. Wear Norris. Picture of him and Eric Carlson. Picture of him and. And we're back on the air. And I know I said we weren't going to take any breaks, but we are going to take breaks because my Wi Fi keeps crashing. Well, what are you going to do? Invest in professional equipment? <laughs> Come on. This is a professional operation. I think when we cut out, I was just saying that if anybody was going to uh, bring back the look of wearing a shirt and tie under a jersey during a game, it was going to be Eric Carlson. I still think that could happen. Did you see the suit he wore to the Kentucky Derby? <laughs> Eric Carlson was at the Kentucky Derby? He had a great May, and I didn't write power rankings last month. I would have, but uh, I think you said to me, it's like in the interest of taste, you should delete whatever you wrote. So I believe I did. <laughs> But um, he went to the Kentucky Derby. He went to Tokyo. He went to Bali. Uh, he went to Sweden. And then he went to Las Vegas and won his second Norris Trophy. Eric Carlson's living his best life. He really is. I mean, I know we said that Daniel Alfredson is like Sen's Oprah, but I really do think inspirationally, um, Eric Carlson, well, he's at least got to be the Dr. Oz. I like, to- like in terms of letting you know what free radicals you need to worry about. <laughs> And being kind to yourself. I liked Eric Carlson in Sweden because it meant that I got to see Eric Carlson on Patrick Person's Snapchat. And there may or may not have been a moment where Eric Carlson was, chirking, was twerking on a chair. 
And that's how I knew both the back and the Achilles were fully healed. <laughs> like, no, that guy's fine, which is good. He's going to have to lift that enormous Norris trophy in a couple of weeks. He's got to be pretty happy that Alfredson is going to move back into Leonard's house, right? Well, he gets to chill with his buddy again. You know, it's like his mentor's back. I felt like he, just because they were Swedish, he was never necessarily that close with Leonard. Just like I don't feel he's that close with Savannah yet. Who is close to Robin Leonard, do you think? <laughs> His knife salesman, probably? I, I really it. like the look of Lennox Leonard, though. I know I shouldn't comment on the, the looks of a baby. Uh, on the <laughs> but it hasn't stopped you before. But it hasn't stopped me before. But his, look, I will say his summer bulk is going according to plan. Like, when he cuts, he's going to look shredded. I think Robin Leonard cuts his own hair. Cuts his own hair. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. I don't. Have you, do you, do you he definitely that, doesn't shave his own beard. He hasn't been to a barber since the year 1994. Like, is he, is he in carp right now, smashing stuff? Like, is he mad? Is he or is he going to take this as a, uh, as a sign that he needs to, um, you know, button down and become the uh, the goalie that the prophecies foretold? I think that Robin Leonard is a strong believer in the idea that the best revenge is living well. You think so? I do. Yeah, shout out to this girl in the Yarmo oh, Kazalina jersey. The first daughter is on the stage, so that's good. The first girl in the actually. Yeah, I think that's probably true. <laughs> Gary Bettman is a short man. Good work, Yarmo Kazalina. Do you like that daughter. hot take? Gary Bettman, the not barrier. tall. <laughs> hey, look, it's off-brand Joel Quenville. <laughs> uh, hey, look, it's a guy from a big and tall ad. <laughs> The poor man's Dr. Phil. <laughs> uh, it's every off-duty cop ever. <laughs> Here comes a guy named Villy. You can't spell villain without Villy. Are we sure that guy's going to Columbus? So far, I'm seeing a lot of what I think are moms and not a lot of girlfriends. Well, I mean, maybe they're maybe they've come around. They're like, why would I want to get invested this early when I know I'm going to the show? If Sportsnet was doing any research at all, which they're not, they'd find the guy in the crowd who's projected to be a third or fourth round pick but showed up anyway and just have an ISO cam on him the entire draft showing him and his parents as they get progressively more nervous. Just dropping Yager bombs all night thinking that they showed up and maybe he was going to be drafted. Uh, that's the guy I want to see. The guy delusional enough to think he's going to be drafted in the first round. He just gets madder and madder and madder. And I know he's there, and I know his name is Jakob. What I want to see is an, a prospect suit jacket jersey or journey. What happens to that suit jacket after uh, the prospect takes it off? You know, <laughs> is there like a special coat check room? There is a, uh, there is a um, prospect groomsman or footman or something. You know, like one of those animals from Cinderella that turned into a small man. You don't get the jacket back after and, you put and, on that jersey. And basically, Gary Bettman just keeps those guys around to, to hold the jacket. Don't go back looking for that blazer, Zach. This is the only shirt you're going to need from here on in. The red, white, and blue of the Columbus Blue Jacket. These guys are also weird because they're also young and fresh-faced, but they're also huge. <laughs> Like it isn't right. They're like human puppies. I and I, I I say this as someone who's you know six five two twenty and uh, muscles for days, but like it's not right genetically. Brown shoes in still this year, I see. You know, like as we as we evolve as a species, like these guys, what do we keep them around for? 
other than, I guess, professional hockey. Well, I mean, they're for our, that's, that's what I like about the human race is that we took, you know, the most advanced uh, physical specimens among us and made them fight each other for our entertainment. <laughs> that's so how I, you know we're very highly evolved. So I like how one of his three strengths, it's like they weren't like, he's, I'm not sure what position he plays, but they weren't like, oh, you know, he's got a great breakout pass. Like he's, you know, really good in the corners. It's just like he has hockey sense. <laughs> Which I feel like if you're drafted eighth and the third best thing they can say about you is that you have hockey sense, it's like having a dog and being like, sense of smell. <laughs> like, yeah, we know. Well, one of his weaknesses you don't was have needs more intensity, which is, you know, that needs more intensity is some, uh, you know, Bobby Ryan criticism. We've got a, uh, uh, keep tweeting us, folks, Wilson Sullivan 6, your live pod is not as disappointing as I thought it would be. You know what? I'll take that. Hashtag low expectations. Hashtag low expectations. I'll take that. Yeah. We can... Thanks, Wilson Sullivan. You Keep know, listening. If you like what you're hearing right now, uh, we are available to be sponsored. Yeah, and we will make this available on Audible for a small fee if you want to listen to it again, even though it probably sounds like it's being recorded at the bottom of a well. You know, we're not picky. You know, your, your Etsy page, you know, you can plug that. <laughs> uh, you yep. know, your local pizza we'll plug, place. We'll plug your Etsy, and if you want to barter, I do have a couple of GIMP bracelets that uh, I've been making. I sell them for a reasonable fee. We even talk during the commercials. That's what I like. So next year, the Senators are paying Mika Zibanejad and Mark Stone four and a bit million dollars for the two of them. Something like that. That's not a lot of money. No. And I feel like they're going to point, like Senators management is going to point to those deals and then talk to Mike Hoffman and be like, well, look at what we just gave those people. Mike Hoffman's going to be traded, You're for sure. <laughs> well, I mean, you've been on that wave since, you know, Jesus was young. The only thing is I was, hoping, I was hoping that he was going to be traded with, like, Jared Cowan for Ryan O'Reilly, and now I know that's not going to happen. Unless they trade him to Buffalo. See, and I wanted him to be traded along with the two first-round picks Ottawa has for uh, someone in the top ten. <laughs> So I guess we're not all getting what we want tonight. And our first kid with a mole is going to be drafted. <laughs> it's okay that I can I can poke fun at his mole, right? <laughs> like he's 18, he's got the whole world in front of him. Like I mean, a mole is like in the in the scheme of things, not the. He's about to make a lot more money than you. He's so maybe a, it's okay. He's about to make a lot more money than me. A mole is not the worst thing in the world. I know it's a little petty of me to poke fun of anyone's appearance, whether they're successful or not. But if I'm going to make fun of anybody's mole, how about the kid who's 18 is about to make $9 million? Okay, so to, the, to his right, though, uh, I'm going with mom, girlfriend, sister. <laughs> so his mom sat between him and his girlfriend? That's what it looks like. Yeah. It's well, a big day. He's about to make some money. <laughs> San Jose is about to announce that they've traded Joe Thornton. They're not even going to draft anyone. Yeah, Joe Thornton's gone. Whatever. I I should put my earbud back in so I can hear the the audio feed. But I would assume that at this point, the Sportsnet reporting is like, well, we've uh, got our guys down on the draft floor trying to get intel. And uh, we've done a survey of all the GMs, and the most popular undershirt is Haynes. (laughs) Haynes. Good word. Every single front office executive looks like... That was their backup plan because they couldn't quite work out how to own horses for a living. Look at those three Boston picks in a row. <laughs> that, that is intimidating, isn't it? You know, are they going to announce them all at the same time? 
They're going to have to go up and come back every time. So I've been following the Sharks a little bit this offseason, and I assume they're basically going to draft a live gorilla. <laughs> right? Hey, big body presence. Needs to work on his hands. Wow. Wow, that is a godlike come over. Wow. One good draft, and that guy's going to get airborne. <laughs> hey, they drafted a guy named Timo. Yeah. <laughs> well, the first guy with a pompadour has been taken. They should switch hair. All right. That that's the that kid's mom is like, you're getting paid, right? <laughs> Your dad and I need a new kitchen. My new favorite guy in the entourage is the guy sitting the row behind the guy who's been drafted. He yeah. like, gets that quick hug in. Yeah. I'm like, I wish that had been me, but I'm happy to be, bro. And he's like, yeah, thanks for coming. I actually didn't invite you. <laughs> so he's got hockey sense, too, so that's good. His weakness is explosiveness. <laughs> he's far too stable. Yeah. He's he's not at all a volatile chemical. <laughs> NHL comparable. Chris weakness is edge control? Yeah. So as an NHL comparable, basically, this guy is going to be great if uh, Sidney Crosby can drag him around. Well, he's going to have good luck man, San Jose. Crosby in Joe Thornton for you know the next 30 seconds. Does everybody who plays um, junior hockey now have a number that starts with 90? Well, it's the year they were born. <laughs> but they can't, they're all born in the same year. They can't all have the same number. I feel like there's, every time I watch, there's like 796s on the end. He's number 96 in honor of how many points he'll have in his rookie season. That is a tailored shirt. You'd hope so. Good Lord. Like, don't worry about this, guys. I'm going ninth overall. Putting this one on the line of credit. Reminds me of a time that my grandmother cooked an entire Thanksgiving turkey in an oven bag that was slightly too small. Can we get like a, can reference. we get a group of hockey executives together that doesn't look like a gathering of like mob bosses? Looks <laughs> <laughs> like a bunch of out <laughs> yeah. like a bunch of extras from The Godfather. Yeah, no, basically, it looks like a bunch of guys who are just not quite hard enough to get into the Hell's Angels. Uh, but are too salty to go to the Legion. <laughs> Turn to a life of hockey. Yeah, that's how you know it's bad because Gary Bettman's like the least looking, the least goofy looking yeah. dude. So when I see right I see seven guys on stage and I see one jacket that fits. <laughs> San Jose, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, look, how many jackets do you have to buy a year? Like that guy bought his jacket in the year 1987. I'm not listening to that bald guy. End. That bald guy in the white jacket. That's the owner, right? That's the Eugene Melnick of San Jose. That's the tech billionaire that owns the San Jose Sharks. Couldn't begin to tell you. Hey, did Neil Young show up? I think maybe that guy's the owner because he's got the fancy uh, San Jose pattern tie. <laughs> Meet our guy. You can tell the they wanted to draft him because the, the jersey just says Sharks. <laughs> right? They were like, we have no idea who's available. Sharks 15. They've got a Sharks jersey that actually does say Eichel that they're now shipping to a Central American country. Congratulations, Timo Meyer, for joining the Sharks 15 club. <laughs> yeah, some other clubs. These Sharks, Eichel, and McDavid and Hannafin jerseys are now all being sent to uh, uh, underdeveloped uh, nations <laughs> that require hockey jerseys. Oh, I haven't heard that about that guy in a while. Who's that? Connor McDavid. Oh, Connor McDavid. Yeah, no, I found out who he was today. He went first to the Oilers. He did. All of that works, and he goes to Edmonton. This is wow. Oh, this wow. Is forced. Here's, look, the, here's the thing: is he that looks if like I they, ever... they shaved a 75-year-old golden doodle. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
if I ever own a hockey team, I pledge to never be seen on camera. That's my that's my promise to you, the listener. I will be the Milford man of. Uh, he really does. Like, Conor McDavid. He wants this to be over. He wants this to be He's over. Like, please so stop talking. He's like, so you're the billionaire that signs my checks now. <laughs> yeah. He's not even making eye contact. <laughs> I can't wait to make you loads more money than you're about to pay me. <laughs> uh, I will say though, I've had uh, I've had blind dates that were less awkward than that. That's how uh, that's how drafting should really yeah. go is speed dating. Yeah, exactly. You get to interview each prospect for thirty seconds. You watch <laughs> a super cut of highlights, and then you pick it's, one. At the uh, end. It's a real honor to be here, and uh, I'm just really looking forward to working with you. And I was like, yeah, but what like what kind of wine do you want? Like, we're <laughs> red, white? Are you having fish? What do you want to do? What's your favorite Steely Dan album? <laughs> Pretzel logic. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> so there's Patrick Waugh. He hasn't flipped over the table yet. It, there's still time. There's still time. We're barely into double digits. So I guess the big question is now, who are the Avalanche going to pick to replace Ryan O'Reilly? <laughs> I'm hoping you'll never replace Ryan O'Reilly. And in a way, you should even, if you're going to sort of fill that hole... I don't think you want to do it at the forward position. I think you want to. Uh, I think you want to build from the net out. And I think the only way you replace Ryan O'Reilly is to trade for Jared Cowan. I think that's a good start, to be honest. They could still trade Jared but Cowan to Edmonton, right? You know what you want as an addition to Jared Cowan? What's that? Uh, you want a guy with speed. You want a big body. You want a guy who can finish. You want a guy who's been to a good college. You also want Colin Greening. Yes, that's right. Because Colin Greening, let's be honest, I mean, he's your assistant coach in two years. And here's the thing. Marijuana is legal in Colorado, and his name is Greening. The jerseys sell themselves. There you go. High expectation. you got to shake hands with Batman. Yep. Unless you're Joe Sackick, in which case you're like, no, never mind. Looks like Joe Camel. He kind of does, actually. <laughs> when did Joe Sackick start smoking like, a pack a day? Like his face is melting. He looks like he opened the Ark of the Covenant for like 0.2 seconds. And the first guy named Miko has been taken. Again, all these like Finns and Czechs and Russians, still conservative suits. It must be nice I've to have I've not seen a, a single sequin yet. What are you even taking people from these countries for? <laughs> I've seen the Eurovision Song Contest. You know, I know you can do better Finland. It's like, I want a guy who's actually, you can see his t-shirt underneath his white shirt that says Ibiza across <laughs> the chest. That's what I want to see. Some guy's just going to show up with a muscle shirt with the name of an obscure EDM Uh-oh, band on it. NHL comparable, Jeff Carter. <laughs> so he's going to win a couple cups and be bad in the room. Yeah, so this guy is already high as Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, I'm glad it's only taken an hour and 15 into our first live podcast for me to use the expression high as ball. <laughs> they call Hot Wheels. The, the, real, uh, the real upset there is that it was in reference to Jeff Carter when there were so many other options. Yeah. This being a Senator's podcast. I want to see the first guy. It's like NHL comparable. Alex Burroughs. Well, I mean, Mark Stone, like, uh, pre-draft questionnaire has been floating around, and he's oh, been like, I picture myself as an Alexei Ponikarovsky yeah. type. And, like, shout out to Mark Stone for overcoming his, you know, crippling lack of imagination. 
And also for being a Leafs fan. So he was from Winnipeg, but I guess when he like the the Jets had left by that point, right? That he would have become a uh, that he would become a mock man. I guess. I guess. Oh, it was ninety six. I guess yeah, so. so. Maybe maybe he would have been like four. We've done no research. That's what's important. Hey, so are the Senators picking yet? No. Okay. But you know they could trade up at any time. After an entire day of you know the players and picks flying fast and furious, well, I. Think- that if there was going to be a trade, it would have happened by this point. Like, either they would have traded 18 and 21 and gotten, like, a and top pick. And Mike Hoffman. I suppose they could still trade, like, 18 Hoffman and Callen to, I don't know, Pittsburgh for Kenny Malkin. Could they do that? that sure, work, what the right? hell, yeah. That would work, right? Do we Hoffman's, have... Hoffman's going to make uh, Malkin money. I don't, know if, I don't know if we have the cap space for him, but it <laughs> might work out. might work out. The real question is, is uh, Brian Murray willing to trade for another problematic Russian? <laughs> Rather than Sweden, I don't honest. think they've drafted a Russian guy in a long time. We'd have to look that up. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm not Probably like the that. year 2003. No, I'm not going to do that. Someone who didn't make the team. Dmitry Megalinsky, you know, was notable for... Oh, we might be out. Well, we're, we're finished our first bottle of wine, folks. And it's a commercial <laughs> break, so things are looking kind of grim here. Oh, they're back. 30 tables of white men. Sport check, draft, recap. Like, so far, these names are not too offensive, right? Like Connor, Jack, Noah. You know, good biblical names. Yeah, we're not into, like, um, um, Comox and uh, Moxley. I think you're going to have to wait a couple years on those. Moxley? Yeah, well, I mean, look, we've seen the WHL draft list. So <laughs> when they are draft eligible, I'm waiting for all bets are off. I'm waiting for the first kid whose name is actually like Milestones Taylor. <laughs> He's a sponsor. Yeah. Like Chipotle Smith, you think? And they're like, why is your name Milestones? He's like, well, well, my mom said when I was conceived that it was a great milestone. Like, was it Adam Milestones? Like, I didn't ask her that, but I will now. <laughs> The only restaurant in the small western Canadian town he grew up in. The only restaurant in Swift Jaw, Muscatchewan. Oh, this should be exciting. Because Florida's picking next, and you know every single one of their fans that they draft. Is he the first ginger that might be picked? He's hoping. This is the fullest the Florida Panthers arena has ever been, right? Yeah, exactly. Also, the least number of Leafs fans yep. would have ever been there. <laughs> yeah, it's all NHL general managers and Habs fans that have shown up. It's all snowbirds who are so disoriented that they haven't left, even though it's June, and they just showed up for the draft. I love. I can't get over like the handshakes. It's just like, yep. Way, oh, good, to, another... way to fulfill your duty, guys, and come up here and draft someone. Another team daughter has come up, so that's good. Woohoo, Panthers fans. They do exist. <laughs> he looks a little bit like Denny Potvin, doesn't he? Dale Talon? He looks like yeah, Denny Potvin if he went through the like, you know, the, the the transmogrifier from the fly. He looks like Denny Potvin, but if he didn't have the Just for Men subscription. <laughs> Denny Potvin who never did an underwear ad in the 70s. No, oh, I don't want to live in that world. I know. 
According to Twitter, Taylor Hall is now trending in Ottawa. I think we're going to trade for Taylor Hall. <laughs> what? No, 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 it's just trending. It doesn't mean... Either that or he's at uh, the cabin right now. Yeah, that's, which probably, that's probably more likely. All right, never mind. That'd be amazing, actually. Team Taylor. needs... Taylor, wings, trading for Taylor Hall. Wings, forward, defenseman, goalie, <laughs> fan. A new arena. Look, I'm not saying that's a... Uh... Oh, another... Oh, bow tie! We have one. Bill Torrey. Special advisor to the general manager. This guy's the Dwight Schrute of the team. He's he's like the most legendary general manager in the history of hockey, and he also looks like a cross between Orville Redenbacher and a turkey vulture. Well, that's what I'm looking for in my executives. Yeah, well, exactly. I want them, you know, it was either that or Colonel Sanders, right? So. And I respect him, but uh, we're taking no prisoners here on the Chet and Luke podcast tonight. <laughs> Good for Lawson Krauss. No one knew when he was going to go, only that wherever he went would be too high. Was he so? He's the kid that everybody was like. He's not as he's the um, like the Brian Bickle of uh, of uh, junior prospects this year. He's like the guy who's not as good as everybody says he is. Yeah, he's like a poor man's he's clutch. Yeah, he's he's a poor man's. His uh, strength is he has a pro frame. <laughs> so basically, the nicest thing they can say about him he has a body that looks like a hockey player. Well, look at it. So he's basically Jared Cowan. <laughs> Only if Jared Cowan went eleven. Jared overall. Cowan has a pro frame. Yeah, he's, he's a poor man's Sean Couturier, I guess. Exactly. You know, like. And I know Jared Cowan has a pro frame because I've seen him in the Stittsville Soviet. Well, you're going to tell this story again. Well, no, because I edit it out of the podcast every time we do it. Oh, okay. oh is this the time that you're going to you well, say it? I have to commit to All it. All right, t- tell us about the time you saw Jared Cowan at the Stittsville Soviet. Well, that's pretty much the whole story. Oh, okay. Okay. He was wearing sweats and a gong show t-shirt. And he was wandering around looking at produce as if he had no idea what any of it was or what it was called. How much protein does this avocado have? So he would just basically hold up a leek and be like, I don't even know what this is. Which end of this do I eat? Why is it floppy in one end, but stiff in the other end? He just looked very distracted. And he was like, I don't think I want this. The outer layers appear to have sand in them. Was he there with an adult? He was there with an adult who was probably his girlfriend. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. I'd hate to see a hockey player left out in the wild. These guys often have older girlfriends, though. That's a fact. Usually a couple years older. Again, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that, which is why girlfriend or mom is such a fun game to play. (laughs) I watched Lawson Krause play in Kingston once. I like that pink jersey. He looks pretty good. Do you go to Frontax games in Kingston? Only sometimes. Only sometimes? I don't. I'm not. So you're not at every game. I am not. I don't. I'm not. A, I'm not a front next season ticket holder. Okay. But I go to. I go to at least one a year. That's usually how it goes. I've never been to a front next game. Do they call it the knack attack? They do not. Okay. Uh, maybe they should. Well, I mean, if I worked in marketing for the Kingston Front Next, that's what I would do. I mean, the arena is already called the K Rock Center after the name of the radio station. You know, which is you know K Rock. Because you're like, first of all, it's not we're Kingston. The, it's not called the Tragically Hip Memorial Bowl. No, and this is not a joke, by the way. It's located on Tragically Hip Way. I think I knew that, actually. <laughs> so, there, it's named after the local classic rock radio station. It's located on Tragically Hip Way. That's where the Frontenacs play. That's what Kingston's all about. <laughs> is listening to your fifth ACDC song well, in the folks, last two hours. on the over-under, if you had 823 for the first moment we'd see a disappointed kid in a Panthers jersey, you win. Only it turns out it's Watson Krause. <laughs> <laughs> so 
see, Lawson Krauss doesn't isn't sure if he's happy to be there or not, and then he's going to get off the stage, and someone's going to be like, "Yo, there's no income tax here," and he's going to yeah. perk right back up. It just seems weird to me that like they take these like big, you know, grain-fed Western Canadian kids and they put them in South Beach. I know it's like a real fish out of water story. <laughs> Is Eric Carlson here? Can we see Eric Carlson? He's probably still in Vegas. Waving his Norris around. You know what? It's funny because I was thinking about Can you get arrested for that? Waving your Norris around? I was thinking about it, and as soon as they announced that Daniel Alfredson was going to give out the Calder, there was this idea that, oh, you know, the fix is in. He's going to give it to Mark Stone. You know, the great tradition of passing on the Calder from one Ottawa Senators winner to another. Right? Because that's what the NHL awards exist for, is to perpetuate Ottawa Senators' tradition. It's basically in service to Irish franchise. Eric Carlson, or Daniel Alfredson went to the NHL Awards to basically chaperone Eric Carlson <laughs> and make sure that when he won his second Norris that he didn't lose it in a poker game. <laughs> that's what. That's why Daniel Alfredson was in Vegas. And now he's taking back his house. Eric Carlson's going to move back in. And the circle of life will continue. Yep. I don't know. Robin I think, I think Daniel deal with lake effect snow and punch his way to the arena. I think Daniel Alfredson should move in with Eric Carlson this time. I think we need I think we need to reverse that. <laughs> uh, do you think that uh do you think that Alfie's kids regard Eric Carlson as like the cool uncle? Cool cousin maybe, older brother. I guess cuz doesn't Daniel Alfredson's brother already live in the area? Yeah. But, you know, like Carlson gets in late, wants to sleep in. Alfredson's just like walking around the house like in his robe. With his cup of coffee and his robe keeps blowing open. <laughs> it's just extremely embarrassing for everybody involved. And Carlson's like, you know, I know you're a Swedish legend, but you maybe do your robe up. And he's like, what? Uh, there's an Alfie hairstyle joke I want to make, but I don't think I can on live radio. That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, I use the expression optical inch. <laughs> Can't they find these kids a jersey that fits? <laughs> right. Like that, right. They, they make smaller sizes for a reason. You know, they have children's sizes. They have, you know. Is the kid up there in, like, also the Dallas 15 jersey? You, you can even get the, like, women's style jersey, which could this guy you know, GM, fit a child nicely because it has sort of very effective darting. This guy uh, GMs the Dallas Stars, and he's also a police sheriff in his spare time. <laughs> <laughs> that guy looks like before in a Cialis ad. <laughs> You don't see the after because it's a family program. <laughs> you don't see the after because it's just basically like an empty room. Okay, we're we're officially into the part of the show where people are drafting people I've literally never heard of. Alice, use your imagination. Wow. Dennis Gurianov. <laughs> I can't believe they went with intensity level for the Russian weakness. If you told me this guy played for Red Army and died in the 70s, I don't believe That's where his haircut's from. <laughs> I will say, this is the first guy who's got the top button undone. Kind of exciting. I don't think he was expecting to go this early. So we're showing some blurry YouTube highlights here. That's good. That the uh, the best footage that we can get of the guy who was drafted twelve looks like the Zapruder film. See, why is this guy playing in Russia? But there's 
uh, Canadian Tire ads on the ice. That's what I want to know. <laughs> that footage is fake. The market, for hockey, even him. the market for hockey in Canada is so strong. Forget about World Juniors. Even during weird KHL <laughs> junior highlights, it's still being sponsored by Canadian Tire on the off chance that three guys are going to watch it on YouTube. It's Canadian Tire, right? With the acrylic K. And the seven Russian guys who actually paid to watch that game in Russia. Like, Canadian Tire, I have no idea what this is. <laughs> The Canadian Tire is a very upscale uh, hardware store in Canada. They have a lot of Russians in Dallas, right? Um, I know. Should they? I think when I think Dallas, I think Tyler Sagan, Jamie Ben, and then Jason Spezza kind of rolling his eyes at them. Well, they have the, um, like the dad he is. Nichushkin, right? Whatever his name is. They had Sergey Gonchar a year ago. They did. He's basically Russian. <laughs> I think I think he's literally Russian, but they don't have him anymore. <laughs> One of those is probably a mom. Yeah. But like all these Russian people like to come to the draft in Miami and like visit their condos, right? That they've invested in. So basically, you're saying that their that their son getting drafted is just a bonus for them. Yes, exactly. Like we should go to the draft, and you know what? Maybe something good will happen. Who's to say for sure? So now we have to sit through more commercials. I hope that Boston just announces all three picks at once because it's going to be interminable if they announce one. We have to talk to them. They go back up. They shake Gary Bettman's hand again. They announce another pick. And also, it's Boston, so who cares? I think Boston really wanted to trade for the uh, third or fourth round pick with like a, basically go for a poo-poo platter. Say, yeah, we'll throw a bunch of first-rounders at you for your good first-rounder. No one went for it, unsurprisingly. So now they're just disappointed. Hopefully that means they screw up. Because, I don't know, it's been great watching them collapse over the past season, let's be honest. They probably should have made the playoffs with 96 points. That's what I expected Ottawa to get. I would have been mad if they hadn't made it. But inside it's Boston, so I'm into it. They fire their GM. They get rid of all their good players. Now we have to deal with this uh, first-round picks. But if we know one thing about Boston is that whoever they end up drafting, if they're good, they will be traded. Did I hear you saying that you were upset that Boston didn't make the playoffs with 96 points? No, I'm saying if that had been if that had been the Ottawa Senators, I would have been upset. Right. Well, fortunately, Ottawa had something that Boston didn't have, and that was a uh, Andrew W. Hammond. Exactly. Ottawa had a good goaltender, and uh, Boston didn't. That's Boston just there. had Tuka Rask. Kind of average at best, really. Good word. Look at the picks coming up. So they have 13, 14, and 15. Or did they already pick 13, now they're on 14? More Boston than a Ted movie. <laughs> I hear that movie's really racist. <laughs> what? A Seth MacFarlane movie is not tasteful? Right. Why, why <laughs> now not, that'll be the day. We're almost up to pick 14. Oh, Elliot Friedman's there. Hey, hold up, wreck. Hold up today's paper so we know that you're alive. Why have they not yet shown Brian Murray... I would say yelling into a cell phone, but he doesn't have a cell phone. Yelling into Pierre Dorian's cell phone. Like, why are we not seeing wheeling and dealing? Why are we not seeing Brian Murray spitting and swearing and cursing 
and trying to draft Nazem Kadri. Where is Brian Murray? That's what I want to see. That's why I tuned in. Tonight is Brian Murray's night. I mean, think about how animated Brian Murray is when he can't control the goings-on. I mean, he's just in the press box watching overtime in the playoffs. Now, imagine that Brian Murray actually has the power to affect change. Yeah. Think about how into it Brian Murray gets. I want to see Brian Murray with the Tim Hortons Cup, you know, convulsing and just generally getting upset about what he's seeing. Except what he's seeing is his own team drafting, I don't know, like Oliver Kylington. Hey, man, he's going to be the next Eric Carlson. <laughs> That's not true. He's going to be the next David Rundblad. I love that. I love that Sun headline. Senators looking to draft another Carlson. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, you know. Area team would like a duplicate yeah. of their good player. Aim high, I guess. Yeah. Team needs. Dougie Hamilton. Milan <laughs> Lucic. Team needs puck-moving defensemen. And why is that? Oh, God, a Ferguson jersey on the poor kids they're bringing up? There you go. I hope Gary Bettman's wearing comfortable shoes. He's been on his feet all night. Hey, man, you know Gary Bettman's a pro. He practices for this. <laughs> He's been pacing his hotel room for weeks. Yeah. This guy looks like he's got Vulcan ears. <laughs> he does a little bit. First team to have three consecutive picks since 1968. Please stay up. What's great is that even though they have three consecutive picks... Hey, there's, there's your boy, Jakob. You know the... Zaboral. You know the guy that is drafted 13th is going to basically talk crap to the guy who's drafted 15th for their entire careers in Boston <laughs> together, right? So I just can't get over Zaboral, which sounds like an off-brand beef substitute. And the guy who's 15 will be like, oh, they could have drafted us in any order. It didn't matter. And they'll be like, sure it did. Sure it did. This guy's haircut game's on point, though. All right. Well, the play tonight. we're at the point now where Ottawa can't meaningfully trade up with 18 and 21, which suggests to me they're probably going to draft two players. I'm into that. And they're immediately going to become our favorite players we know everything about. This is the uh, this is the Pierre Dorian sweet spot right here. It's kind of that mid-first round. Like, do you remember two years ago when they drafted uh, Curtis Lazar and we were both like, who's that guy? He's smiling so much. I already love him. He looks like a man. Became our favorite player, right? So they're going to draft some guy whose name is basically like um, uh, Tomford. Yeah. Tomford Wilkinson. Yeah. And we're going to be out of the Western Hockey League. Out of the Western Hockey League. Jared Buxley. <laughs> With an X. Yeah. No, 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 no. I got that wrong. It's one of those things where the last name could also be first name. So it'll be like Buxley Worthington. <laughs> what if his name was just like Worthington Jared? <laughs> <laughs> Worthington Original. One of my favorite uh, candies I'd get from my grandmother. His name was Every Kiss Begins With K. Where was that guy conceived, do you think? Good question. <laughs> All right. Good work, Jakob. Now stand off to the side and meet your future teammates. You'll be fighting for a job with at a camp. We're all JK. We just traded all the players on the team. Another, another young man I now hate unreasonably. Anyone who gets drafted by Boston, Toronto, or Montreal. Look at it. You can just see the hateability emanating oh. off of him. They, no. didn't, they didn't even put the nameplate on properly. It's all <laughs> off to the side. Well, I think they were assuming that they were, they probably just slapped that thing on thinking he was probably going to be available. At least they didn't put Bruins 15. 
Yeah. So and you think his maybe they has have, a name on it? Wouldn't it be great though if they had a blank jersey and they had they'd already pre-printed a patch that said Cowan for a Boston jersey? Wouldn't that be great? Imagine that'd be such a collector's item. I'm too. not a fan of trading within the division. I'm upset that Robin Leonard's a Saber. I'm upset that Ben Bishop is a Tampa Bay Lightning. If Jared Cowan has to go to Boston, so be it. I'll accept that. I'll trade within the division this one time. Well, I mean, I'm not going to be so bold as to never say never, but I don't, I don't see it. I think Jared Cowan, you know, look at look at what he's got going for him. You know? Well, he's got a hockey frame. He's got a hockey frame. He's big. He's strong. He's got uh, big hands. When he I takes him, up space. When I saw him at Sobeys, he looked like he was holding three or four peaches in one hand at a time. He had no idea what they were or how to eat them, but he had big hands. Jared Cowan takes up space. It's not always the right space. No. But he can do it. So He didn't look like a guy who had a hockey fit. Look, here's the thing. That we're going to be paying that guy, you know, about eight million dollars over the next over the next few years, <laughs> and I say we go for it because what if he turns into the next great? I don't know who are we thinking. Weber, Chara, what's this guy ceiling? Do we know for sure? No idea. I'm going to tweet the link to our show again because no one's listening to it anymore. Good, good for them. I would, I wouldn't listen to us either. Yeah. If anyone wants to hear me get unfollowed live on the air, here you go. We should have marked this more as two dudes drink wine and slowly get drunk over the course of hours. We should have marketed this more as some kind of weird Milgram experiment where we just basically talk into an empty room for a while and then eventually begin torturing each other. <laughs> that probably would have been the better the better approach. I don't know how the dogs are going to get involved, but I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> yeah, then dogs get involved. I will say that was that was the best part so far was when the dogs came in. It's, we, we got our best uh, reaction on Yeah, I know. The, the Q rating was really through the, through the charts. Like, bring back the dogs. The people have spoken yeah. and they want more dogs. It's like, you know, this is not a two-man show. We need more characters. This seems to be an ensemble piece. Uh, bring back Cousin Oliver. Friend of the pod, uh, Puck Possessed, actually texted me to say, uh, please tell Chet my dog hates his dogs. Oh, that's too bad. So we're already, you know, rivalries have begun. There's Sen's dog Twitter is, uh, you know, really contentious right now. I think that's his mom. I don't think we've seen one mom or girlfriend that isn't blonde so far. That's true. But, you know, blonde is the hot new look of the summer. <laughs> Listen, every summer since 1522. <laughs> Basically, if you survived the plague, you uh, you went blonde. Can you imagine being the first blonde ever? <laughs> Why does my hair look different than everyone else's? Uh, and then they probably killed you for being a witch. Probably. Good joke. Good joke. I still have not seen Brian Murray, and we're four picks away. I want to see this guy working his rotary phone. Brian Murray has seated the floor to Pierre Dorian. Pierre's the real power behind the throne at this point. Brian's just a figurehead. Well, I don't think that's true. You don't? Who do you think uh, negotiated those magnificent deals with uh, with Zabanaj and Stone? Okay, hang on. We got a lot of we got a lot of people here. Let's figure this out. That's a girlfriend. girlfriend. That's like an aunt or maybe a grandmother. Agent. Agent. Uh, sister. Mother. Um. Hairdresser. Hairdresser. Cameraman. Oh, that's the mole guy. 
Hey! I couldn't. He was facing the other way. I couldn't see his mole. So you've been hating him already. It's almost <laughs> like you knew subconsciously he was going to get drafted by Boston. Our friend Joe at Slow Hands asked, you guys are recording this so I can download it after, right? I think this is going to end up being archived. Well, I mean, if you want to go back through it, then... Yeah, which yeah, probably but, means that this is going to be the episode that people watch. It's, going to be, it's just going to be us being like, look at that guy yeah. you can't see. Yeah, yeah. He looks like a reference you don't yeah. get. It's going to be an uninterrupted stream of success in our discography, and then right in the middle, double live. <laughs> well, that's the whole point of a live, al- of yeah. a live album. But right? it's going to be like Foghat's live album. <laughs> like, what happened there? Play Slow Ride again. Yeah, just like, Slow Ride 17 is, times in a row. This is cocaine the album. <laughs> They're showing his dad a lot. Father Louie. This is a big night for his dad. Father Louie's a great name. Yeah. I hope Father Louie was my favorite BBC drama. I hope he's actually a priest. <laughs> <laughs> so they've drafted a Jakob. They've drafted a Jake. Uh, that's pronounced Yake, actually. Yake. Jakob and Yake. And the third guy will be um, Jeremy, right? Correct. Or Yo. Jeremy um, Yosef. Jeremy Josephson. Yeah, there we go. Uh, are these um, boys? Are they all wearing like they're all wearing the same? Um, this is like the official NHL draft hat with that weird stuff on the brim. Yep. All right. That's the that's the. So style. we'll see a Senators version of that hat in a minute when they draft Oliver Collington. I actually own a Senators version the, of the draft hat. The new David ago. Runblad. Who we will eventually trade for someone much, much hey, better. They, they traded a Swede today. They got a draft a Swede. The Swede comes to town, a Swede leaves town. Oh, so you don't think it's Alfie? Oh, no. Well, he's already kind of back, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, Alfie's probably the uh, Silverberg replacement. <laughs> right? Well, I mean, if you listen to Sen's Twitter, no one will ever replace Jacob Silverberg. <laughs> yeah. Right? Not, not Bobby Ryan, not anyone who can score 20 goals a year. <laughs> yeah, there's Silver- a Swede. Hole in our heart where a 40 point getter should go. Since Twitter, can, oh, I just, can I just be real with you for a second? Oh shit. Can I? <laughs> it's happening an hour 40 minutes in. You know what? Three, you, want set, to talk about, you want to talk about Jakob Silverberg being a decent player for Anaheim in the playoffs? I'll give you that. You want to talk about Jakob Silverberg being a good young player who's on the right side of his years and contract status relative to Bobby Ryan? I'll give you that. What the hell is up with David Runblad? Why do you keep talking about David Runblad since Twitter? The guy has done, like, yes, he's got his name on the Stanley Cup as a passenger. The guy's done nothing in his entire uh, career in the National Hockey League. He was a promising prospect. He hasn't really done much with it. He was the bait in the most favorably lopsided trade in Senators history that netted us a number one center under contract for five years at a ridiculously below market value. And people are still going on about how they wish David Runblad was on this team. Can we talk about David Runblad then? Twitter. I love the fact that David Runblad has been traded for a better player twice, and Kyle Turris is the second best of those players. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's debatable, but like Vladimir Tarasenko yeah. and Kyle Turris have both been traded for uh, David Runblad. Yeah, like you want to talk about David Runblad or the idea of David Runblad? Like, Sen Twitter talks about David Runblad like he was a Corey Haim poster. <laughs> Like, oh, he's so dreamy. Get over it. He's that guy who was in two episodes of Dawson's Creek in the late 90s. Kyle Turris forever. David Runblad sends Twitter. <laughs> Don't hurt him, Chet. 
Well, it's early. Our friend Pop is the saltiest podcast she's ever listened to. You should hear what doesn't get in. I love. Look, I'll be honest with you. That mole is growing on me, and I don't mean it's. Literally, <laughs> I don't mean you should get that checked out. Man. I don't mean it's literally growing on me like a melanoma. I mean like it's starting. I mean it's actually appealing to me, not in like a weird kind of like Cindy Crawford sort of way, where it's like, ooh, he's got secrets. What's that about? <laughs> it's more just like I like that mole. The guy's still got the mole on his face. He hasn't got it lasered off. You know, nothing wrong with he's that. Anthony Davis of this he's, draft. He's, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's like Anthony Davis. He's owning his unibrow. He's owning his mole. You know, he's got one arm that's slightly shorter than the other. He walks in a circle. It's fine. <laughs> I know it's true. One of his weaknesses was can only skate in a circle. <laughs> I saw that on the screen. <laughs> so wait, those three, we decided that was girlfriend, sister, mom? Not necessarily in that order. Not necessarily in that order. All right. That's the great thing about this game is that there's no right answer. Yeah. This is this is the great thing about draft night. It's like I'll give you three, and you need to play girlfriend, sister, mom, and go. Yeah. Go that kid, oh. mom, sister, girlfriend. The two on the left were family. Yeah. Uh, that's the guy from the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's not going to get drafted tonight. Yeah. He's really upset. That's the the first fourteen year old has been drafted tonight. Guy does look like the missing member from One Direction. <laughs> I will say that. His, his name is Zachary. Oh no! I wanted this guy to go. I wanted this guy to go to Ottawa. Oh, so you wanted them to draft this fresh-faced youngster? I did. I think he's from the area, and he's got Sen in his name. He was, oh. a, he was a lock for the team. Well, but that's a little on the nose, don't you think? Well, Having to draft a, a Sen player named Sinitian. Look, you got to get it where you can in Ottawa. Right. Needs to work on tucking his shirt in properly. I hope that's what it says. <laughs> Needs to work on skating, stick handling, hockey thing. <laughs> it's like strength, hockey frame. Jared Callen, number nine pick. Strength, tying a tie. I would just love for them to put up like mitts, sick. Oh, this poor guy. I had such high hopes for him, and now he's playing for Boston. Well, and again, which means he might as well be dead to me. And again, he's number fifteen, right? So he's the he's he's the trash of these three picks, right? He's the one that the other two are going to say you are always number fifteen. You're slow, and you've always been slow. You'll always be a loser. They're going to neg him forever. I don't know. I think that if you go fifteen out of that three, you get Boston to fly. You get to fly under the radar a bit. You know, 13 and 14, those are the picks with the big expectations. Do you like how they just showed Peter Shirelli, like all these young men could have been yours? <laughs> I think Peter Shirelli is just like, yeah, Connor McDavid is going to yeah. outscore them <laughs> threefold. Uh, I'm pretty happy. I will say that. Look at Jack Eichel throwing up the two, like, with a plumb. I wouldn't, I wouldn't settle for that. I'm sure that somebody has made this joke on Twitter already. I'm not checking Twitter, but Connor McDavid in that orange Oilers jersey, it looks like a prison jumpsuit. <laughs> Like, literally, it looks like a prison jumpsuit, and he's been sentenced to basically pick up trash on the side of the, uh, on the, side of the 401. That's basically what it is. Like, you know? what, what prospect has ever escaped the clutches of Edmonton? Can we trade for Taylor Hall now, please? Maybe. We That'd be pretty first sweet. Picks. Let's trade for Taylor Hall. Who says no to that deal? I don't. I mean, Edmonton's about I to pick be, again. I could be a GM. Oh, you're you're going like way outside the box. I wanted uh, I wanted Neil Yakupov. So the Senators have like, why why get Taylor Hall when you could get a first round a first overall pick in Neil Yakupov? The but. Senators have four picks in the top forty eight. 
Right. Yes. Last year they had what one pick in the top forty-eight? It wasn't very many. It was like, and they picked Andreas England. Yeah. That big defensive guy that we've never heard of since. Well, he's just playing in Sweden. A country? Uh, I think so. It might be a large city. Okay. I've read about I it. In, I think I think it's a part of Finland. I've read about it in books, but I'm never sure if Sweden is just kind of like Westeros. No, no I think I think it's like a suburb I've seen of more Finland. Maps of Westeros than I have of Sweden. Accurate. Okay. True. Yeah. But okay, so it's like a suburb. It's like Burlington. Like it's a suburb of the GTA. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So like all the main hockey happens in like okay. Finland, and right. then like there's a junior team in Sweden. Okay. So in a way, I'm glad that uh, Eric Carlson didn't grow up a Leafs fan. Oh, the Islanders are trading up to 16. Oh, Elliot Friedman. <laughs> We're breaking the news. I mean, that was us. We're breaking that news. Never mind. Lawson Cross led Kingston with 51 points this season. That's not many, right? No, he was less than a point per game. All right. Do we have any other uh, sends are coming up in a couple of picks here? Any other sends chat we should have? We talked about Robin Leiner. We talked about uh, Mark Stone. Got two more years of Mika Zibanejad working the ones and twos. Canada Day Boat Cruise coming up. Do you have tickets for that yet? I don't. I couldn't get it on the list. Damn. You know? You have to know someone? Well, you have to read Faces Magazine, and unfortunately I haven't been to an oil changer's recently. Oh, yeah, and I'm not allowed to contact them ever since the incident. <laughs> um, I've I've been rejected for Blogger of the Year too many times, yeah. and now, let's just say, the phrase radius of 500 feet is involved with the legal situation. Well, I mean, I don't want to accuse Spaces Magazine of not doing their research for Blogger of the Year, because obviously those are all very carefully... Uh, Carefully orchestrated. Picks. Well, it's not just a popularity contest. I'll I'm, tell you that right I now. I mean, you know, if you said to me, you know, who really should be bartender of the year, I'd say, well, of course it should be Natalie, with no last name or identifiable place of business. But uh, blogger of the year, I mean, you can't argue with Travis Yost. That one they got right. Yost the god. Yep. That's why he writes for TSN now, and later we will be going to Arby's. I mean. The fact that they renamed the award the Travis Jost Memorial Blogger of the Year of Ottawa, I think that's you know, that proves in the pudding there. Rest in peace, Travis Jost. We barely knew you. you. You're taken from us too young, really. Sorry about the Knicks. Hey man, is, is he they, 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 they've got a they've got a Latvian. I mean, I can't. Hear I a, think you're gonna want to hear that. I can't hear a thing in my earpiece, but oh, did it break? Uh, did you? I think it just needs to be just needs to be turned up. Oh, okay. Gary Batman is checking. Oh, well, he's like, well, whatever. These teams are crazy. Whoa! Interesting. Griffin Reinhardt. I've actually heard of him. Well, that was exciting. So why couldn't uh, why couldn't the senators do that with eighteen and twenty one? I guess they didn't want Griffin Reinhardt. Well, but I mean he has a name that makes him sound like a mythical beast, right? I guess so. Something. But they're going to be they're going to be uh, Look, drafting know. Max Pegasus in the fourth round. So I don't know who it. any of these kids are. I'm a I'm a David Leguan guy in a um, in a Jakob Zobral world. I don't I'm you know I'm old school. You need some more meat and potatoes players. I need some more meat and potatoes players. I need some face offs Specialists. I need some back checkers. I need some PK guys. I need some dudes who look like cavemen frozen in a glacier. Well, look, there's this guy I've, hear, I've heard about. Uh, the team that's got him right now, they're not sure if they're going to keep him. But like, this guy's 
like real meat and potatoes, solid guy. Uh, pending UFA, uh, you can probably pick up real cheap because he only ever you know plays on the third line, kills penalties. Let me tell you about Eric Condra. Who? Eric Condra, kind of flying under the radar, but seems like a really solid pickup for you know a team that needs you know a good depth player. I mean, if I'm Eric Condra and I know that analytics are starting to take hold in hockey front offices, I'm not waiting around to get a million dollars from Pierre Dorian. Well, you say that, but still, like, oh, good. You're, how like how good does your course have to be before you know your inability to score goals matters? Let me let me give you a tweet idea. When on July 1st, Eric Condra signs with the Chicago Blackhawks, Chet Sellers, all caps, my anaconda, my anaconda. Hang on. Hang on. Let me work this out. Let me figure we're out. Going, oh, this, we're going inside the tweet. We're, we're going inside the tweet. We're drafting tweets live so that we can post them in a week. My anaconda don't want none if you're Pierre Dorian. Oh, my God. You like that? That's very good. That's not bad, right? I think you throw a couple of music notes emojis around that. You all caps music notes followed by 100, 100, 100. Yeah. Easy thousand or 10,000 retweets. There you go. Folks, you heard it here first. Copyright Chet Sellers, 2015. Uh, the casual, like the casual way you just spit out excellence is almost offensive to me. <laughs> I'm lucky they allow me on the same internet as you. Uh, I'm, I'm lucky that you made it here for 7 p.m. so that we could have started this on time, and then an hour and 53 minutes later, people heard all of this except when the Wi-Fi died. That's you, what I like. Can you imagine if we were forced to put up like two hours and 50 minutes? You screamed in 10 minutes. You screamed on highway to make it on miss. time for this. So that we could wait around for two hours with no camera shots of Brian Murray whatsoever working on the phone. I'm not going to lie. I passed multiple cars on the double lines. I, didn't, I wasn't waiting around. Is that a velour jacket? That's our first velour jacket. Finally. They, select that kid, Islander. Oh, my God. That guy looks like he's interviewing to be a waiter at a steakhouse. He's probably wearing a waistcoat underneath. <laughs> Okay, I have to know this. Is it written into the contract that every team that goes up must have a kid with them? Yes, I think it is. It has to be, right? And it probably wasn't that long ago, and I'm not a draft history specialist, probably wasn't that long ago that the first team brought a kid up, and then it was like a second team's owner's son wanted to go up, and then it was like every every team has to bring a kid up. It's like an arms race, right? Next year, it's going to be two kids. Oh, what if, um, uh, I shouldn't speculate on this, but what if the Senators bring up Jonathan Petro? Right, they might. They would bring up the ultimate kid, right? They would win that one. Look, I don't. I don't even want to joke about that kid. No, but he's had a great week. Right? I know, right? Wouldn't it be fun if they brought him to the draft too. I think it'd be great. You know, it'd be a lot of fun. Do you think we're going to see Eugene Melnick? That guy looks like Tim Murray traveling at a very high rate of speed. That's Tim Murray in a wind tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, they picked Velvet Jacket guy. So Matthew with a single mother. Team. You can never trust those guys. Matthew mother. Uh, that's, Sixter. No, that's a that's a girlfriend, you but know? they have, have like a sort of platonic relationship because they're waiting. <laughs> I'm serious. So they met at camp, basically. They met at camp. It's almost like one of those 19 kids and counting kind of relationships. Oh, Seattle already has a, a hockey team. No, oh, never mind. He has, an, what, what, he has an elite hockey IQ. His weaknesses are physicality and size and strength. Aren't those kind of the same things? Not necessarily, because size and strength are physical attributes, whereas 
physicality is how you use this. What I'm seeing is one is a noun and one is a He's got a good hockey IQ and puck skills, but he's not strong or physical. So his strength is his mind and his weakness is his body. It's it's basically he's the perfect player for you and I. It says that his NHL comparable is Claude Giroux, but that makes no sense because he still has all his teeth. (laughs) Uh, He's not currently being led away by a slightly blushing police officer. Nor is he ginger. (laughs) I like curly hair. There's another guy with with sort of very well-defined buttocks. He does. Hockey butt, man, is a thing. Look, I'll admit it. I don't care. I don't give a hell. Talk about guys' butts. Comes impossible by jeans. Yeah. Well, Gong Show makes um, these special hockey butt jeans, right? Oh, yeah. Mark the Thought is always endorsing on Twitter the hockey butt jeans. Mm -hmm. They're, like, super skinny at the bottom. Like, they are the kind that will cut off your blood circulation, but they're roomy in the seat. I have three pairs. There you go. They're just hanging up on my wall. I don't wear them. Yeah. But, like, I got them signed by Mark Well, they work for you because, you know, even though you don't have a hockey butt, you do have that giant wallet. <laughs> Look, I got, I got to put all that, uh, I got to put all those parking tickets somewhere, yeah. right? Exactly. <laughs> all those all those coupons for guitar lessons. And A&W. So, NHL comparable Claude Giroux. So basically, one of the five best players in hockey is comparable to this dude wearing a velvet jacket that was just drafted 16th by the Islanders. And spells his name with one T. I liked uh, Ian Mendez. And won't even to... kiss his girlfriend on camera. I liked Ian Mendez talking on the, the uh, Team 1200 on my way in. I can't remember the prospect they were talking about, but it, they said, "Yeah, this guy's uh, this guy's ceiling is Ray Bork." Like, okay, easy there. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure that he's going to make it to be like one of the top five defensemen ever. But you know, way to keep that hype down, Ian Mendez and crew. Is there a rule that if you're a blue and orange team, you can only trade with another blue and orange team? That should be the rule. But, I mean, like, they're on opposite sides of the color wheel, right? All so right. that's how you know it looks good. So the boring old Jets are up next, followed by your Ottawa Senators. Oh, my God, we're getting close. I bet Detroit selects Daniel Alfredson with their pick just I, to troll us. I'm still thinking 18, Jared Cowan, Mike Hoffman for... Uh, yeah, I'll do that for Taylor Hall. Whatever. But Edmonton just Edmonton just traded for more picks. Do you think they're going to go for more and more picks? Well, then they'll trade eighteen to uh, to somebody else. Or oh, be, they're just going to go up and trade the same pick around. Yeah, that's, that's right. It'll be going to be the longest draft in history. It'll be a three-way deal. We're halfway to a three-way. <laughs> in more ways than one. Yep. Well, this is a proud moment in the podcast because it's about time for the Senators to draft and we have not been booted off the uh, the stream. Uh, for at least 10 minutes. For at least 10 minutes, so that's good. So hopefully everybody's still hearing this. See, I, I think the Jets need a goaltender, but I looked into it. guy looks like a ferret. I'm not going to say it's a it's a uh, I'm not going to say it's a thin goaltending class. <laughs> and this guy, I'm sorry. This guy looks like a dude like, you know one of those commercials in the like late 80s when like Czechoslovakia just got the phone for the first time? And it's like, the phone! He's like, that's what that guy looks like. I think that, that guy looks more like Czechoslovakia just got hair product for the first time. <laughs> that's what that guy looks like. Just for Mien. <laughs> Is that funny? That's probably racist, right? It's, a, it's another one of those soft J jokes. I hate being racist. You should do it less. There's a girl in a Jets jersey. That That's a mom. That guy's got like the Brian Burke haircut, only if he was blonde. This is—I'm a little 
suspicious of this draft class now because most of them don't appear to have girlfriends, or at least girlfriends that have sat next to them during the draft. What do you think's up with that? Maybe I don't know. Maybe they're getting wise. Is that like one of those new teen trends? Is like celibacy and abstinence? Maybe the these market, guys play hockey. Maybe the market is being flooded with young, strapping hockey players. You know what? You know what I blame for this? Twilight. You think? Yeah, it's all Twilight. We've got these Twilight-looking dudes who don't have girlfriends who are just showing up. I'm happy to be here. I don't like it. I want them to go back to drafting guys who look like Corey Hart, who were up all night the night before, wearing sunglasses, ties undone. So what you're saying is that we've basically got a draft class full of Edwards and we're more Jacobs. I haven't. Yes, exactly. Which is a wolf, right? I haven't seen a single green, like lime green jacket yet. I'm telling you, man. Like, if you want to get drafted into the NHL. You have to get that personality surgically removed. So this, this Jets girl on stage is like, yeah, I'm wearing yoga pants. It's fine. I don't care. I suppose that now, now, now we're into the we're gonna just chirp like preteen girls. No, I'm not girls. chirping her because I was chirping boys too, who are all wearing these like dumbass chinos, right? Like it's fine. Like all of them are, you know, you're 15. It's fine. Be sloppy. That's what Kevin Shevel Day off looks like. It's our favorite joke from Steve Onsen. <laughs> His name in English is Kevin Horse Vacation. He looks like somebody inflated Dave Cameron. <laughs> Doesn't he? <laughs> That's what the Dave Cameron hot air he balloon looks, looks like. He looks like Dave Cameron's Cro-Magnon <laughs> like, like He looks like early Australopithecus Dave Cameron. <laughs> Whereas now Dave Cameron is like this smelly <laughs> dude who lives in Stittsville and you know, has a great sense of humor. Hey, your favorite man got drafted. Oh, they drafted uh, Chip Monk Joe. What's his name? Kyle Con- Of course his name is Kyle Connor. That's the whitest name I've ever seen. <laughs> this guy probably has pink eyeballs. I'm going to get up close enough to see him. NHL comparable, Kyle Turris. So welcome to Ottawa. Was- we're, we're about to draft Oliver Kylington and then eventually trade for that guy. Look at this guy. They're going to start interviewing him. He's going to chew through the mic cable. <laughs> it's like he should be drinking out of a water bottle that's like mounted to a cage. <laughs> I'm, I'm told that his best uh, his best activity in the combine was the giant wheel. He plays for the Youngstown Phantoms, which is the fakest team <laughs> I've ever heard. This guy barely exists. Like even in an '80s hockey movie starring Tom Cruise, it doesn't exist. They wouldn't have a team called the Youngstown Phantoms. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think Evansville Icemen still win for that. It's like, oh, I play right wing for the Young Youngstown Phantoms. I'm hoping to make the, the NHL, but my dad wants me to work in the steel mill. I also just want to dance. That's a Tom Cruise movie <laughs> in the 80s about hockey. It's a combination of all the right moves, cocktail, footloose, and involves the Youngstown Phantoms. <laughs> and the theme song is Billy Joel's Allentown. <laughs> well, at least he and his dad can get along. Yep. They can bond over their mutual love of unions yep. at that point. Congratulations. You now play for the league's smallest market. Coming up next, the league's second smallest market, the Ottawa Senators. Represent. Oh, this is going to be huge. Uh, what if we trade someone right here? Though? Oh, my God. Can you imagine, folks? Either way, we're, oh, we're, gonna, we're about to get a player. Folks, we're either going to trade for him or we're going to draft It's him. not going to happen, but if there's ever a time for Jared Cowan to be traded, how about live on the air? He led the USHL in scoring with 74 points this season. I like the USHL because it's a it's the poor man's CHL. And I'm not just saying that because US stands for the United States and C stands for Canada. All right. I mean, Johnny Goodrow is from the USHL. That's where he played before he went to college. 
Folks, the Ottawa Senators are on the clock. That sounds dangerous. They should get off. Brian Murray's looking at his sundial right now. It doesn't work because they're inside. It's okay because Pierre Dorian's there with an Apple Watch tracking his heartbeat. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool, Pierre. I'm reading Twitter here, and it looks like we want uh, it looks like we want a, a Travis uh, unpronounceable last name. Konechny. Konechny. Travis Konechny. From the Ottawa 67th. That's, a, uh, that's I, a reasonable pick, actually. This might happen. Well, I didn't I didn't think uh, he was going to be around at this point, so... Yeah, I guess Travis Konechny has slipped to 18. Oh, the pick is in. Wow, that was fast. So are we saying Konechny? They didn't, they didn't even use their full three minutes. I like this. I like this pick. That, yeah. that was full of uh, there you go. This is a, So this is a confident pick. Yeah. This is the Jared Cowan of picks. <laughs> it's like we know exactly who we want. Jim O'Brien, again. That Look how white that guy is. He'll fit right in in Winnipeg. Do they, like, he hasn't been on camera in a while. Did they go hose George Strombolopoulos down before <laughs> he came back? I think they just bring out a chimpanzee to, like, pick the mitts off, presumably, but I'm not, not sure for sure. Like, he looks like a guy on the tin of a pomade, which is a very dated reference. <laughs> is that like some form of vinyl record? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that guy looks right into the camera. Ian Mendez is calling it. Oh, I can see the Ottawa Senators' table. Oh, oh there he is! Brian Murray! Oh, the velvet and and Pierre Dorian. Pierre Dorian's going checkered shirt and striped tie in a terrible fashion move. <laughs> oh, God. I can't believe I wanted you to be the next GM. Can I tell you that a friend of mine, um, and this is, an, again, another story that we probably edited out that I'm putting on the podcast. It's like, uh, in high school, she dated Pierre Dorian. <laughs> and now you're just dating yourself. No, 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 no. She's older than I am. She's older than I am. But, um, and she was like, uh, yeah, so I saw uh, this guy on TV that I used to date, like, in high school. And I was like, uh, oh yeah, who's that? And like, oh, he's with the senators. I was like, with the senators. And she's like, yeah. Holy uh, shit, you Pierre dated Dorian. He's like, you dated Pierre Dorian? This is he wasn't the assistant GM yet, but he's pretty close. I was like, you know him? I was like, yeah, I dated him in high school. He looks terrible. Man. <laughs> I was like, oh, he works for the senators. That's cool. <laughs> I want to do that. Even like, though I, I dated this guy in high school. Even though like, I know you dated Dave Cameron. That's amazing. Yeah. Even though I know nothing about hockey. But I'll tell you what I do know about Travis Konechny. Bring him home. Can I turn this up? I want to hear more than three syllables in my earpiece. The dogs are going crazy. In the system, Nick Paul, yes. Chris Weidman for one more week. Freddie Clayson. Freddie Clayson, who couldn't be called up. He couldn't be called up. Oh, we did have a first rounder last year. Pierre, oh, Pierre is doing the honors. All right. I think he looks great. I did him. You always went for mental right. power. Come on, Pierre. Tell him, Pierre. No, don't do wait, anything. Wait, wait. That's us. Um, we are the official draft party. You guys are still going to pimp that bar, huh? That is a guy who plays hockey, and now he does it for the Ottawa Senators. Get excited. Tomas Shabbat. Well, what's great about Tomas Shabbat is that his name reads the same backwards as forwards. It does? <laughs> does it? 
Also, I really want a Masat Shabbat pairing, which sounds like a Jewish holiday. Oh, <laughs> uh, Masat Shabbat, everybody. Hey, Masat Shabbat. <laughs> Uh, what I also like is that he actually does have the like ultra massage. First of all, okay, there's so much going on. Oh, he's got a vest! This is the first guy. He's got a vest! This guy drafted with a vest. The first guy, he's got the tightest fade possible. Oh my god! I love this kid. Like, this isn't even like the massage faux hawk shaved on the side. This guy looks like a garden slug. (laughs) Secondly, in a vest, you put out a bowl of salt, this guy's dead by morning. Oh my god, I am so excited for the Tomas Shabbat. So it's Tomas Shabbat. <laughs> Apparently. Oh. And you know, on Mathot Shabbat, you don't uh, answer the phone. You, you, you do don't not. In the car. They have special you, elevators. You don't turn on the oven. You don't lift. You don't roll. Yeah. Oh, they got the Shabbat uh, jersey ready for him. Do you remember how. I love this kid already. Look, Eric Carlson. He's got like Brian Burke's hair. <laughs> Eric Carlson now looks a certain way. But when he was drafted, he looked like an 18-year-old who had no idea what to do. This guy looks like Eric Carlson now if he were 18. I'm suspicious of that. If I'm honest, why don't we have a kid? That's the real question. Yeah. Where's your kid? kid? Like, you know, I mean, if you're Eugene Melnick, you can find a kid. No, you know this guy skates fast because he's got an aerodynamic. You want a kid? Eugene Melnick can get you a kid by 3 p.m. Like, it's not a problem. <laughs> you know who's a guy? Yeah. Oh, look at the poise. This is this guy is way better than anyone else who has been drafted so far, including uh, Jack Eichel and uh, Connor McDavid. Tomas Shabbat. His dad looks like the biggest tablecloth I've ever seen. Hey, man, it's the style of the day. Yeah, there you go. I don't like that he has to put the hat on now, and you can't see that that slug-like hair on the top. You know, it's like he's hiding his light under a bushel basket. <laughs> hey, man, you gotta put on that official license of hero. Oh, Brian's talking. Everyone, everyone, shut up. We have to work on his shot a little bit, according to Brian Murray. Brian Murray also says he's a local boy, which, you know, he's from Quebec. Where in Quebec is he from? I'm I'm looking it up. Eastern Townships? Mm. He loves that heavy shot. I'm excited. I mean, the last time we drafted... Uh, Smooth getting defense with great hair. We don't know what happened, so. I can't wait to see what this guy does. I think he's got a great shot to make the team out of camp first. Well, the best thing is is that even if we're sort of, um, you know, coming down off the high that is Tomas Shabbat, we've got uh, only three more picks to wait. All right, let's hear what this guy's got to say. Take the hat off. Yo, man, you're stunting all over uh, Strombo with your hair choice right now. 
He sounds like one of the Germans from the Big Lebowski, like one of the kidnappers. Are you saying you're afraid he's a nihilist? <laughs> you think he's a coward? I believe in nothing, Stromble. <laughs> nothing! <laughs> now we go from great hair to no hair. Bring it in. Bring it home, Damien Cox. That's a great segue. <laughs> Detroit's pick is in. I, I could be Daniel on television. <laughs> What if they pick Hugo Alfredson? Oh, that's okay. We still got Louie and Phoenix. Hugo Alfredson, who's not even draft eligible yet. Hugo Alfredson is the ultimate supervillain name, right? I, I don't know. Hugo always puts me in mind of like that fake animated, uh, that fake animated film that nearly won the Oscar a few years ago. That was somehow directed by uh, Scorsese. Oh, right. Okay. So that I bet, I bet you know what I, I'll bet you anything that Detroit stole our kid. That's supposed to be Ottawa's kid up on the stage, and Kenny Holland. <laughs> up and that's what I think happened. Yeah, that's probably what happened. You always say Detroit. <laughs> Is that what I'm supposed to say? Is that Detroit. I don't know. All right. Now we're into the we're gonna roast the co-host part. See, of what segment. I liked about what Tim Murray did was he didn't do this like we get the guy to introduce the other guy to introduce the third guy who actually makes the pick. He just got up and made the pick. Yeah, that was, that was uh, Pierre Dorian's uh, right, practice brother, run. They were like, Pierre, you're going to be doing mom, this next year yourself. Dad. Give it a go. Not seeing a lot of girlfriends. I'm telling you, man, it's Twilight. All these, the market is going to be flooded with all these single guys. You know, it's all these tween novels where they basically just kill each other in arenas. How are they going to find significant others? Instead of doing what, you know, kids used to do in the 80s and 90s, which was, you know, Intercourse. <laughs> was that before pregnancy, I guess? Yeah, no, it was, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. People have only been getting well, pregnant you, you just in 1987. To, I mean, the way I was taught, you just had to keep your fingers crossed. I don't know. This guy doesn't look like uh, Tomas Shabbat, that's for sure, though. This is the part of the draft that always reminds me that the Quebec League is a thing. <laughs> Uh, the thing about the Quebec League is it doesn't really have pending so much as people with pads on. Yeah. So the point totals are kind of inflated. These guys are all big, but I haven't seen one guy yet who's like, um, who looks like he's just a physical monster, like a Zidane Chara kind of guy. What's absolutely killing me is how every single prospect pair of shoes is brown. Yep. Are brown shoes in? in? Brown shoes are in. I go. I'm on the. I'm on the black bandwagon brown, right no, now, and brown, I feel like I'm missing brown out. Brown back, baby. All right. You, well, can wear, you can wear brown shoes with a gray suit now. Well, I, well, I'm going to the uh, Clark's out, outlet in town when I'm got some spare time. When you say Clark's, you mean Rockport, right? Sure. Yeah, you're gonna get those 60 year old man shoes. <laughs> of course, and probably with Doctor Schultz in there. Ride, I have yeah. very flat feet. Yeah, exactly. I need some support. In the and arch. the worst part is they're not even gonna match your belt. <laughs> No, man, it's reversible. It's fine. <laughs> All right, so we got this guy, then boring Minnesota picks some boring guy, and then Ottawa picks again, right? Yes. We can still trade the 21st pick with Jared Cowan and get something. Right? Easily. Okay. I, that's probably worth at least. So, Pierre Dorian, I did see something you know, on Twitter today. Jordan Eberle. I did see something on Twitter today that said that Pierre Dorian said that either today or tomorrow they were going to trade a defenseman. Which makes me very nervous. Actually? Yeah, that, that's that's real talk. Which makes me very nervous for Patrick Weirgosh. 
Why would we trade one of our good defensemen, though? So <laughs> I want to know. Here's the part of the podcast while we're waiting for the Senators to come back. I can share some inside info that I have. Um, oh, Patrick, Patrick Gierkosh has a walk-in wine cooler in his house. Pardon? Yes, he has a walk-in wine cooler in his house. Where does he keep his closet stuff? He only has a closet upstairs. No, he's got a walk-in wine cooler Patrick and a walk-in Gierkosh closet. He has a walk-in wine cooler in his house, along with a very very expensive in-wall coffee machine that I saw at Lowe's. It costs like $2,500. Have you been to Patrick Weirkosh's house? I'm not saying I have or haven't. I'm just saying I know he has a walk-in wine cooler. You can do with that information what you will. I don't know what... I don't... You're getting you're getting weird, man. Yeah, I know. This, this obsession has to end. I know. I've been stalking all these guys way too long. One of the things I'm interested like, in... It was fine when you, like, took me past Chris Phillips' house and showed me his barbecue. <laughs> and the bush I like to hide in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was fine. But now, things, that you're, now that you're, like, Patrick Weirkosh so has, like, a walk-in wine cooler, I don't even know. We are getting inside baseball, but I do expect Mika Zibanejad to move out of the neighborhood. Um, Mika Zibanejad is renting a house that he took over from Kyle Turris, who, in turn, was renting that house when he took it over from David Runblad, for whom he was traded, for whom Ottawa... Senator's Twitter needs to get the hell over. <laughs> so, in a way, it's the circle of life because now Megan's abandoned Jet is signed to your contract. He can afford to buy a house. He can move out of David Runblad's old house. Ottawa Senator's Twitter can talk about how great Megan's abandoned Jet is and shut the hell up about David Runblad. <laughs> but how do you really feel about David Runblad? Look, I got nothing against David Runblad. I'm just tired of hearing about him. I mean, look, the guy did win a cup. So, <laughs> like, what are, all, all count, by himself. count the rings, baby. All by himself. Also, the name of my favorite uh, song. Peter Shirley's just kind of hanging around everyone tonight, isn't he? I know. He's just like, hey, did you see how I have lots of draft picks? Want to give me more? Yeah, he's just like the he's like the prom chat rolling. He's trying to get anything for uh, he's trying to get anything uh, for our boy. Oh, see, look now. I'm, too eager to even remember names at this point. Oh, Neil Yakupov. Okay. That's what he's, he's trying to tra- trade. Neil Yakupov. He's trying to trade. I would trade for Neil Yakupov. Neil Yakupov, the player that Peter Sierra was born to trade. I would pick and Jared Cowan for Neil Yakupov. That's what I would do. Rest in peace, Jared Cowan. This guy's going up to the podium with his muscle. Behold, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's going up there with the guy from the Shield. He's got that number five suit down though. Yeah. He also did not. Gray and red tie. never goes out of he style. He did not tie his tie effectively. <laughs> Good lord! Somebody get that man a tie clip. The Minnesota front office looks like a goddamn elk's lodge. Probably is. These guys probably just took their hunting jackets off to come up and make a pick. Has anybody been short of Gary Bettman yet? I'm going with no one. I mean, non-kids. There's not, I've not seen an adult shorter than Gary Bettman. Wow, there's a Swede on the board that Ottawa didn't take. Joel Erickson. Eck. Joel Erickson Eck. You've got two names, and one of them is Eck. Is NHL comparable with Lars Eller, which means he's going to get knocked out? Is, is there a rule that you can only compare a Swedish guy to another Scandinavian guy? Like, I know Lars Eller yeah. is a Dane. What are you going to say? This you, you would never say this guy is comparable as Claude Giroux. Get like, can you, can you ever compare a Swedish guy to a good Canadian boy, or is that, like, reverse racism? Right? Like, you can only... Maybe Swedes only. You would never do that with a okay. Finnish guy. 
You would never do it with like a Norwegian. Right. Definitely not a Czech or a Russian. Uh, who's, who's the most Swedish Canadian you can think of? Um, that's a good question. The most Swedish Canadian player I can think of, right, mm-hmm. would have to be somebody with a, a strong sense of style. Uh, it would have to be somebody who is outwardly and socially very liberal. Um, probably somebody who has very progressive ideas about, uh, you know, all manner of issues. I know where you're going with this, and I agree with you. The most Swedish Canadian is Don Cherry. <laughs> Well, I mean, he's definitely got the fashion down. He's definitely got the fashion down. Always wearing those skinny black stovepipe trousers. All right, Ottawa's up next, right? Hey, we are. Can you imagine Gary Bettman gets up, we have a trade to announce? Come on. I think... Uh, We're waiting for this for two and a half hours. I think I think Ottawa should select their, you know... Well, it's not going to be Joel Erickson X, but they should select Oliver Kylington with the next pick. And then, I don't know, what do you think? Maybe you should go to the phones? <laughs> I'd be happy to go to the phones. If anybody wants to call in, the uh, friend, friend of the pod, uh, Steph Puck Possessed, is uh, itching to get some airtime here, I hear. So. Yeah. If, uh, but if anybody does want to call in, we do have the number for it. Uh, what is the number for it? Um, it's 
What is it? No, you don't. What's I, top I, six centers. We already have six centers. We have six centers. It's like it's like we need a six center, like because we have five more. Then yes, we don't need a top six center. All right. Oh, now we have kids, and there's two yeah, of them because we missed saying. one the last time. We see have a Dorian, and we have a I don't know what the other name was. Are you going to shout out Sen's house again? Oh, that's fair. I'm surprised it was Sen's house first, to be honest. Yeah, Sen's house, <laughs> then Eugene Melvick. Wow. That guy's so white, his name is literally white. <laughs> a Colin comes to town, a Colin <laughs> leaves town. Right? And they show comparable Patrice Bergeron wow. in the sense that they both have very expressive eyebrows. Colin White is the fakest name I've ever heard. <laughs> Can you imagine if there was a Colin White who like Colin White, like His name was like Mike Walters. Do you think he's Todd White's son? Wasn't didn't I almost feel like and maybe I'm wrong, I almost feel like the senators in the nineties had a player named Colin White. Am I wrong? Is he not Colin White two point Weaknesses physical consistency and offensive rhythm. Well, that's what you which, said. Yeah, basically yes. <laughs> I guess. But he is a workhorse. Which I always thought was one no, he's I not, thought it was one word, but they've hyphenated it. Workhorse. <laughs> you know? He's not one of those BS horses that just sits on their fainting couch yeah. sipping martini. And he has natural leadership qualities, as you can tell by his confident stride with no jacket up to the stage. So, since Twitter is not liking this one. Oh, are they not? They are not. Oh, that's too bad. I'm reading a lot of... I hate it when Sense Twitter is upset. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, that's oh, great. I'm going to have to hear about how this guy's bad for the next six months. But he's compared to Patrice Bergeron. He just won the Selkie. How can he be a bad pick? I don't know. I mean, I think we're losing uh, Eric Condra, so we selected this guy to be the next Eric Condra. Oh, he's the next Eric Condra? Okay. I mean, plays from the U.S., committed to Boston College, has natural leadership qualities. Right. And because he's he's white and, you know, U.S.-based, he's comparable to Patrice Bergeron. According to Ian Mendez, he had mono this season. Oh, well, at least he didn't have mumps. Well, if he kissed two girls, he would have had stereo. We still don't have any callers on our on our show. They're working on it, maybe. <laughs> wow. Sense, right, sense Twitter, if you want to, you seem angry. If you want us to, if you want to call in, tell us what you, exactly what you think of this second of uh, two first-round picks. Uh, we're here for you. I've wanted to do this ever since I saw my first episode of Frasier, I'll be honest. So this is this is the Robin Leonard pick, though, right? Mm-hmm. He looks like that dude Nick from The Bachelorette. He does. Like he looks like that guy that that's been brought in for a second yeah, go round. Norm Cornick, Intercourse Island. <laughs> like, doesn't he look like that guy? Like he should have a dumb bow tie on and have like a vague job, like software representative. Ah, oh, the worst part about this is now I'm like now Oliver Kylington is going to be the guy that we're never going to hear, like, never hear the end of. Well, do we have another pick in the next two or three? No, no, we don't have any picks. No, we're done with picks. Now, yeah. We can't trade anymore. We're not gonna get any more picks until Are tomorrow. We, is there still a chance that we can trade one of these guys along with Jared Cowan? Yo, that's always in play. Let's hear this guy's natural leadership qualities. 
Oh, I don't care for this guy. <laughs> I don't care for this guy at all. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I had motto, but uh, I'm getting over it. He sounds like a guy who's bragging in the parking this lot. This guy's just a jawline with a Windsor knot. Oh, my God. <laughs> this guy looks like he owns nunchucks. <laughs> this guy calls people bud non-ironically. Oh, I don't care for this guy at all. Um. And uh, then what happened, Mr. White? Well, he said uh, he didn't think that I could uh, hit him as hard in the face as I could, and then I did. And uh, next thing I know, the cops are here. And And you've chosen to represent yourself, Mr. White? (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, I just don't understand what you need a lawyer for. Like, it's not like it's hard. Uh, $600,000 seems like a lot of money to me, so I think I'll just take that. Forever. Yeah. Seven years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, that's pretty much all I ever want. No, I mean, I think uh, for the Senators will be a great job. I'll take $600 a week. and uh, Basically, we drafted like David Leblon 15 years ago. That's what just happened. <laughs> well, at least we took him 21st overall instead of second. And I'm not jumping on the bandwagon with Sen Twitter, who actually has facts in front of them and is doing research. I'm not doing any of that. I'm like a look- bunch of... I'm just listening to this guy talking like he works at Feed and Seed. And he, yeah, call him White. You better be the new Eric Condor because you're sure about the old Robin Lanner, Colin White. Oh, look how quick I turned on this guy. <laughs> you like that? I'm like, I'm like the Ottawa son of podcasters. <laughs> I'm just, In the sense that you're a hack. I'm just bar- yeah, I'm a hack that's buried my cobra's fangs. Well, folks, we're in the last half an hour now, and Ottawa's yeah. done picking, so uh, I guess we can just explore the space. Yeah. Been talking for two and a half, half hours, if you can believe that. So, still the favorite part for everybody was when the dogs came in. Which was early on and also had dogs. So I it was kind of like, it was peak moment right there. What Steely Dan song do you think is Kyle Turris? <laughs> do it again. That's a good choice. Simple, deceptive. Does it again? <laughs> Any other questions? I didn't think so. <laughs> hey, can we still trade for Ryan O'Reilly? Can we trade Jared Callen for him? Jer- no, know, how we all, know how we all well, thought that might have yes. earlier? Yeah, I, I was excited. I hate to keep bringing it up, but I just want to make sure that this is still on the table. I liked the moment when I had hope, and now the hope has turned into Colin White we being interviewed by George Strabalopoulos. We may have a caller on the wall. Oh, God. How do I listen to them? Oh, is that me? Is that my voice? I've never heard it before. Caller, are you on the air? Hello? Hey, are you on the air? Can we hear you? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you great. Who's this? Wonderful. This is Joanna calling. First time hey, listener, Joanna. first time caller. Joanna, great to hear from you. How are you doing tonight? Good. How are you? We're great. We're just watching the draft. We just watched, uh, did you see this guy Colin White get picked? I did. I did. I listened to all of your commentary, and he is quite white. You're correct. He's a big boy, isn't he? He's probably eating a lot of rye bread in his life. <laughs> 
What are you thinking tonight, Joanna? What's going on? Um, I'm just going to ask you one question, and then I'll I'll uh, I'll I'll hang up and listen after I ask you just the, just the one question. All right, go for it. Okay. Do you prefer tossed salad or scrambled eggs? <laughs> this is a very loaded question. Context is king. Context is king. Um, it's a well, Fraser as- quote. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Yo, first of all, that's more that's more than welcome to your Carlton Years brand. Yeah. <laughs> Luke, Luke, and I actually did want to have as our logo uh, Fraser and Niles, uh, but we figured it was a little on the nose, and also we kept arguing Aww. about who was Fraser. So, but uh, thanks for bringing that. Although, if I was going to answer the question seriously, I would say scrambled eggs uh, because of the high protein content. And my need to continue to pack on the muscle. Uh, I'm cutting right now, so I'm going to take the uh, salad. All right, you're cutting, so you're going to take the salad. That's correct. All right, Luke is uh, Luke is getting ready for contest shape in a couple of months. So, <laughs> well, I'm, I got to do better in the swimsuits portion of the yeah. show. Whereas right now, Last I look like, right, right now I look like Lennox Leonard, and he's he's really starting to bring down the body fat. So good for you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Just, we're always opposite sides of the table. Joanna, what are you doing tonight? What's going on? Watching the draft. Just watching the draft. All right, just watching the draft. Draft buddies. You picked the right time. To <laughs> All right, you guys have draft. fun, okay? Oh, she's hanging up on us. <laughs> wow. I I'm am. I was going to hang up like two minutes ago. All right, well, thanks for calling. We appreciate it. You're the first caller we've ever had on the podcast. I'm pretty excited yep. about that. You'll get your in the mail. All right. All right, have a good night. You too. Bye. Okay, that's our first ever caller. At least, exciting, right? At least one person was listening, and it was Joe. That's great. <laughs> and you can follow her at uh, at Jay Zansky on Twitter. Uh, very entertaining. Takes a lot of dog pictures, but they're exceedingly cute. Also, do you screen your calls because I make not make it from Toronto, and that's Mike Smith. Mike Smith, call in, please. We're more than happy to uh, take callers. We may one day get to the point with this podcast, I'm sure we won't, where we actually say, hey, you know what? We're not going to take all these callers, but right now we'll take <laughs> literally anyone. We have no call screener. We have this – is, this, is, this is great. This is the last half an hour. This is the lightning round. This is the, this is the final rush. You've got to get up, man. You can probably get through at least two sentences in your like, manifesto about the Confederate flag before we cut you, you off. You have been drinking red wine for almost three hours. You're starting to fade. I need you to get up. I need you to get excited. I need you to close out this last 30 minutes Strong. Let's do a lightning round. Let's take calls. Let's rush it. I got a call. 705. That's a Toronto number. 705, you're on the air. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I just uh, wanted to say enjoy the show. Uh, You guys did great. Uh, Finish strong here, guys. Thank you. We are going to finish strong. You're going to help us. What's going on? Who are you? Sign in, caller. Uh, I'm Wilson from from North Bay, and uh, I just wanted to know whether you guys thought – Jaron Cowan not getting traded this year or Jason Spets not getting traded last year, which is more disappointing to you. I'll hang up and listen. Before you hang up and listen, can I ask you a question? Yeah. I had a friend from North Bay once, and she told me that the one thing about North Bay was that it did not have an escalator. Is that true? Very true. Is or that... elevators, for that matter. <laughs> well, well, there must be an elevator, because surely you've got to have some kind of way for handicapped people to get to the second floor no. building. No, in fact, there's no buildings over two stories. <clears throat> Oh, okay. So there's no buildings over two stories, and North Bay hates the handicap. But there's no escalators in North yeah. Bay, is what you told me. Yeah, which but I we didn't have Nick believe. Paul. Well, but you have Nick yeah. Paul. That's pretty good. Go yeah. Battalion. 
Yep. All right. Going. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. So, so the question was, uh, Jason, what was more disappointing, Jason Spezza getting traded or Jared Cowan not getting traded? Good question. I think the answer is Jared Cowan not getting traded. I, it's happening right now, and I'm living it. I think you're right. And the other thing I think is that at least even if Jason Spezza didn't get traded, he would have been gone the year after because his contract was expiring. That's we right. still have two years of Jared Cowan. I feel like we have four years traded. of Jared Cowan. I feel like every year of Jared Cowan is actually two years of Jared Cowan. I think that Chris Phillips might retire, but then they're just going to tack another year onto Jared Cowan's contract. <laughs> I feel like there's some kind of clause in Jared Cowan's contract that every year that he doesn't fulfill expectations, another two years gets added on to the end of his contract. All right, last half an hour, lightning round. We're taking calls. You can reach us at 646-5649-606 or Skype in from the uh, link on the Blog Talk radio page, and we'd be more than happy. We are taking any and all calls. We just found there are no escalators in North Bay. We are breaking the news. We are breaking the news. You could be next. They just drafted a guy. I like uh, North Bay, though. It's like the Cactus casing of Sudbury. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is some high-quality shape. They just drafted in Vancouver a guy named Brock Beeser. Oh, my God. They did. Look and at this he guy. He has the name and the haircut of a man who spent most of the 90s on Cinemax. That guy looks like how I thought. Watson Krauss would look. <laughs> <laughs> that guy looks like how Watson Krauss wishes he would. <laughs> All right, we got 20 minutes left. Taking your calls. Six, oh, we got Who's, another one. Oh, it's an 819. We've got a Gatno number on the line. Hang on. <laughs> we're sharing a pair of earbuds. We saw nothing. We're both going home with ear infections. Gatno, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, who's this? How's it going? This is Leo. Good. How are you? This is the guy who, this is the guy who uh, helped you guys get Patrick Person on the podcast. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. You. You. I remember you did help us harass Patrick Person on Twitter to the point where he yeah. said, you know, "Listen, guys, please stop asking me to do this." So this, we, this is a real story. Um, I sent. I, I knew Patrick Person was in was in the country, and I sent him. Way too many DMs on Twitter. Yeah, you slid into the breaking down the podcast and what we want to talk to you about. And I had no response from him whatsoever. So, yeah, that guy's never talking to me again. Yeah, that's bad. But he does still follow you on Twitter. You can DM him. He will ignore you, but you can DM Sometimes him. Sometimes I snap as well. But that's the extent of my relationship with that person. Well, thanks for calling in, Liam. We know you've always been a big uh, big supporter of the podcast. Uh, what, what, uh, yeah, what do you want to talk about? Oh, guys, I just want to hear about your thoughts. First of all, uh, congrats on this. This is very fun. I was listening uh, since the since the first minute. It's been uh, it's been a great uh, it's been a great time with you guys. Um, just maybe your thoughts on uh, just maybe your thoughts on what uh, the Sens did tonight. And just to, on a personal note, uh, does Chet Sellers? I think I speak for the whole Sens Twitter here. Does Chet Sellers have a well groomed beard? <laughs> Let's take those questions in reverse. Uh, Chet Sellers does not have a well-groomed beard, and I'll tell you why. Uh, I happen to shave uh, most of the time because I know I can't compete with the well-groomed beard of my friend Luke Peristi. I, I grow the beard. That's why. Those. That's yeah. why I asked. That's why I asked yeah. because Luke has a legendary beard. Luke has a legendary beard, and it's not one that I'm going to compete with. I like to go the other way. Uh, below the neck, I'm completely hairless. Uh, with respect to your. <laughs> 
What do we think about uh, what do we think about the moves tonight? I don't. I, I mean, I don't know that this is the podcast you tune into for serious analysis. Uh, I'd never heard of either of the guys that sentence drafted before tonight. I like one of them for, for no reason. I don't like the other one for equally shallow reasons. Uh, and I'm excited for the future. What do you think, Luke? That's great. Uh, we drafted a local boy, which I'm into, and we also drafted an American. So you know what? Eric Condor replaced yeah. me. So the one there thing, you go. The one thing I am excited for is Mathot Shabbat. And I'm hoping that we can uh, I'm hoping that we can start to see that as early as maybe two two seasons from now if they break up the Mathot Carlson pairing and uh, well because Mathot uh, Carlson Weirkosh will be a thing by then yeah and I just like to say Lahaim and Shalom to uh, Tomas Shabbat and Luke I take it you were disappointed that Robin Leonard was traded today correct well I mean I wasn't. I, I wanted to trade Craig Anderson for a number of reasons, but, you know, we got a pick back, and I guess we'll just have to see what Colin White does. So I, yeah. I, I like yeah, more than I liked the pick, I'll be honest. Because now, like, the pick was – it had potential. Now it's just Colin White. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking, too. <laughs> All right. Well, Colin White anyway, – Anyways, be- guys, thanks for having me. Thanks, thanks for thanks. listening. Thanks for calling in, Liam. Good to hear from you. If you ever need further right, translations, I'm always, I'm always there. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Have a good night. All right. All right. We got another. We've we've lost one caller that's been waiting while we've been talking to Liam. We got another. You're on the air. Can you hear us? You're on the air. Hello. Hey, how's it going? You're with Chad and Luke. Live. Hello. Hey, can you hear us? Well, it's good yeah, radio. I can totally hear you guys. Great. How's it going? Oh, it's going really good. We're hanging out here in Toronto, watching the draft. Very good excited. to hear that. Picks. Uh, I know. We're in the in the <laughs> middle of enemy territory. What do you uh, What do you think about the Sens' moves tonight? Turn um, the tables on him. Yeah. Well. Uh, the letter thing I don't know about. I'm terrified of Buffalo now. They're, they're a they're very looking- terrifying team. But uh, uh, the the Shabbat I like. We we seem to draft uh, Quebecers and stuff. It's good. Probably at least French Canadians. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea about Colin White. They I don't think no anybody. No idea about what. White. He's just—he looks like a big dumb guy who might turn into a hockey player. He, he kind of just from his pictures, it kind of reminded me of uh, Wade Redden's young pictures. You know what? That's not a bad comparison. I—I get—I can definitely get the Wade Redden vibe. Big eats corn. <laughs> might. Yeah, for sure. No, but uh, Shabbat looked very happy to be up there. So I mean, that—that's yeah. a bonus. And I, I think at the end of the day, from what Brian Murray's building, it looks like we're going to have the most mobile defense. It, it seems like that's what they're going towards. I mean, aside from a thought, but like everybody else, it's – and if we can move Cowan and, and Greiba and a couple other people. but So so if you're if, – if you believe Pierre Dorian who said that they're trading a defenseman in the next day or two – do you think it's Callan? Do you think it's Griba? Do you think it's Weirkosh? Who do you trade? Uh, not, not, not White Weirkosh for sure. He's he's already showed too much promise. I think he can step up. Um, 
uh, Cowan. Oh fuck, we're we're pushing for him. I, I mean, I I want him to be good because we drafted him so high, but I, I I have very little faith in him. And Grab, I just love because he's got a giant beard and loves catch fish. Yeah, I like, I like that about Griba for sure. You know what? Yeah, Griba's the most relatable guy. In a way, though, I feel like absolutely. the guy that's... I think the Senators know that Wirkosh is good. I think they know that they probably can't get a good return on Cowan or else they still think he'll be good. I, if I had to pick a guy of those three to be traded, it'd probably be Griba. I think you're right. Because you know what you're going to get, and uh, you know a team will pay accordingly for it. He'll be like a sixth defenseman hey. somewhere else. I, I think so. So I want to see Weidman come up. I don't want us to lose him. If we're going to no, lose him for nothing, it's such a wasted pick. I agree with you completely. I'd love to see Weidman come up. I'd love to see Clayson come up. Uh, the Senators have a lot of depth on defense. They just don't have a lot of, like, really quality top four defensemen. I mean, got to hear those guys on Weidman, right? Because he, yeah. like, he is, like, Ryan Ellis size with zero NHL games. Like, I, 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 I haven't watched him play, but I was like, I'm kind of... I know, I know there's people on there, why do some other people are? But that's just me. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Anything else you want to uh you want to bring up? You got three stars tonight? <laughs> Fantastic. No, uh hell no. Go Sans go, baby. Go Sans go. And everybody else. All, All right. right, cheers, thank you. I like that car I like that call because it was very authentic in the sense that he was authentic. <laughs> Obviously driving while he was going in. <laughs> he was obviously driving home. Uh, you know, he's six four seven number. He was on a cell phone somewhere in Toronto, uh, having a good night, good Friday night. He's been watching the crap. Oh, Ron Hextall's back. Look at that guy. Did he grow a salt and pepper beard since I saw him? Last? I think he did. That's how much time has passed <laughs> since the draft has started. This is taking it's forever. Like, even the eighteen year olds have five o'clock shadow at this point. <laughs> Oh, they finally drafted Travis Konechny. Okay, so he can't have been good because he went later than. Well, Colin see, White. that's why they didn't draft him because his weaknesses are their size and strength and durability. Also, wears too much purple. Oh, uh, Corey Clouston. Wow, he's a lavender gentleman. Probably smells good. He probably looks like he smells good. Well, I know. I guess if Ottawa wanted that, that player, they just should have drafted him. Guess so. There's a lesson for you. All right, we got. Uh, we're gonna go till ten o'clock, so we got about thirteen minutes to go. Uh, if you want to call in, we're at. Uh, what's the number again? I think it's on the page. <laughs> is it on the page? <laughs> I have no idea what the number is. Six four six five six four ninety six zero six. Or you can Skype in through our Blog Talk Radio page. This is a professional operation. That number again is Ryan Phillips, Ryan, CC Ryan Phillips, McCulloch Ryan O'Ryan. Is that what the number is? <laughs> it says I can launch a chat too, although I'm a, I feel like if I do that, I'm definitely going to crash this. That, that'll just be off brand Cialis spam. Yeah, like if you, like you want to have the chat, you can go on Twitter. <laughs> but otherwise, uh, we're DMs gonna, are always open. We're going to keep this as low tech as I may not respond, but I read them all. Chat and Luke, 12 minutes to go. Get loose, answering your call. Oh, the dogs went to sleep. <laughs> that should be the enduring image of the night, really. Yeah, exactly. It's like that new that new commandeering my wine glass. It's like, yeah, it's like your uh, your podcast was okay, but those dogs. Everybody's talking about those dogs. 
We need the dog and dog podcast. It's like the um, um, Rocky Six. Like everybody's talking about this computer simulation. <laughs> Can you believe how hard you hit right. that robotic dude? I'm gonna keep. Uh, I'm gonna keep monitoring the uh, the feed and see if anybody else calls in. Eleven minutes to go. Damien Cox is talking now. As Damien Cox does. My favorite thing about Toronto is that they basically have, you know, what used to be the Miami Heat of terrible sports writers. <laughs> like Damien Cox, Dave Fetchuk, uh Steve Simmons. Steve Simmons, they would all be like first ballot terrible sports writers in any other market and they are all in the same market. Like yeah. it's not fair. Toronto just has an embarrassment of terrible sports writing riches. Yeah. We have to make do with like Don Brennan. John Brennan and Bruce Garriock. Well, Bruce Garriock's an insider. He breaks news. Like whatever you may think about Bruce Garriock, he gets he has sources. He gets scoops. Scoops like why is why why are players looking at my package? I think I was no, that's Don Brennan. Oh, Don Brennan. That's Don Brennan. Bruce Garriock is still like kind of a hawk insider. They they have offices right next to each other. All right, them up so often. So the Jets are picking, and what I do like about us still being on the air is that we have the Habs up next. Finally. We get to basically mock whoever the Habs pick, some six foot six dude, my future least favorite player in the NHL. Yeah. We've drafted some giant guy who can't play hockey, who's going to somehow compliment Brendan Gallagher. He'll also be shorter, impossibly. What I like about the Jets being on the clock is there's a kid adjusting his tie very nervously. <laughs> Man, this kid looks like he's upset that he might not get drafted. Still no callers. 646-564-9606. Lightning round with Chad and Luke. Come on, folks. Luke is checking his Gmail right now. <laughs> I'm waiting for that job offer to come in. I Make him multitask. I can't believe we haven't hired by a real radio station oh yet. Oh, my it's God. Impossible. No. I can't believe that Ian Mendez hasn't called in and said, great job, guys. <laughs> first, long-time listener, first-time caller. It's like you, you've been playing all week as to how to freelance until three hours, and I only have to do four every single day. You guys are heroes. But you see, Ian Mendez gets commercial breaks. Yeah, he does get commercial breaks. That's true. And he does get to throw things to simmer and just, uh, you know. Yeah, whereas we just have to make awkward awkward pauses. Whereas, yeah, you and I have to have awkward pauses and basically just uh, rip off each other like partners. All right. Good for the – how do the Jets finish so early in the playoffs but have a pick so late? Is this is this the uh, Evander Kane pick? I guess I think so. That sounds right. Maybe they'll take a goalie. I hear that's what they need, even though the top three goalies don't even have Wikipedia pages. So we had a caller from Ottawa. We had a caller from North Bay. We had a caller from Toronto. I had no idea our reach was that far. We had a caller from Gatineau. That's the internet, baby. It's wonderful. And I love how we're. They're sort of like, you know, complaining about how delayed and, you know, weird sounding this stream is when, you know, this is probably better audio quality than five years ago. The uh, 128 uh, kilobyte uh, MP3s we were listening to in real player. Uh, or, or whatever quick people time. Or quick time, or quick time whatever people yeah. did five years ago. No, real player was for the audio. Quick time was for the, the okay. movie trailer. Sister, mom... Um, Cabana Boy, um, IT Guy, Weed Carrier, Weed Carrier. Good Lord. Uh, friend who's not yet been drafted, Ditto. This guy looks like he works in, I don't know, Bell Regulatory or something. I was going to say Best Buy. Best Buy. I'm pretty sure he sold me a 
I'm pretty sure he sold me a stereo system once. <laughs> That's how old you are that you own a stereo system. <laughs> you own a tube amp to play your Steely Dan vinyl. Hey, look, you, it has the uh, even order harmonics that, you know, just crunch so. Seven minutes to go, 646-564-9606. If you call, you will get through. <laughs> I think we were lucky to get four to be That's honest. That's a promise. I had- I had, no idea. I had no idea if four people were even listening you to this. You will not get that promise from any other online radio show tonight. If you would like to talk to Chet and Luke, or even if you would like to be broadcast on the internet, spew whatever weird manifesto you would like to share with the world just before 10 o'clock on a Friday. It's up to you. It's been a long week. You want to complain about something? We are taking calls at 646-564-9606. Or Skype in through our Blog Talk radio page. Folks, whatever is bugging you, we will put it on the air. We will give you equal time because we believe you got to hear both sides. This is the big finish. Paristi, I need you to rally. I hope Colin White calls in. we got and just minutes says, and 20 I, seconds to go. I heard what you guys said about me. I heard what you guys said about me. You said I looked like I was at the feed and seat. That girl's crying. She's very upset. You know why? Because there's only six minutes left in the Chet and Wood podcast. <laughs> we are closing it out big. The Habs are on the clock. Who are they going to pick? Probably somebody dumb. <laughs> Let's see. Be on the air when the magic happens. 646-564-9606. Five minutes to go. This guy looks like the guy from Parks and Rec. <laughs> he does look like the guy from Parks and Rec. He looks like he's being hung upside down, but being shot so it looks like he's right side up. Shout out to that guy. He's going to get married to Amy Bueller. Yep. Shout out to all these guys who are succeeding despite having great hair and wonderful athletics. <laughs> you know? Shout out to all these guys who are not hosting a podcast tonight and making fun of them. I mean, not only did they win the genetic lottery... But they also won the draft lottery in a way. Go. Is that a molar freckle? <laughs> That's the game we should have played was molar freckle. Molar freckle. We've been, we've been wasting all night we've with... We've mom or girlfriend and we've had nothing but moms. And look, we all love moms, but like, where are the girlfriends? Meanwhile, we should have been playing, you know, molar freckle. <laughs> Or, you know, melanoma. <laughs> that's mostly like a front office Hey, look, that's, that's, that's if you're a doctor, yeah, which you're front, not, front by office the way. Melanoma is mo- mostly a front office game. Yeah. Molar freckles mostly an ATL. That's the stuff you find out in the pre-draft interview. Yeah. Strombo's still going. i got to hand it to him. Look, you're, you're not doing your job if you're a scout and you're not doing yeah. a biopsy on that strange mass on the face. Like, he's sort of, it's, you know, the night's moving on. He's kind of leaning over a little bit more and, you know, looks like a lazy pirate. I hope... I hope uh, Bergevin just gets up and says, yeah, that goal of Peugeot's totally should have counted. We're a fraud hockey team. <laughs> we did not deserve to make the second round. We I hereby carried, trade this pick to Ottawa for nothing. We were carried all year also by I resigned. Hart and Vezina winning goaltender. <laughs> team Canada gold medalist Carey Price. We don't actually know how to play hockey that well. We have seven good players, and the rest of us are hacks. Look at these Habs guys walking by the uh, senator's table looking shook as hell. Oh, no, the Jets guy. Shook as hell. Folks, three minutes, 50 seconds to go, 5-6-4. Oh, this is going to be good because no matter what, we're going to get to go out with the uh, We're gonna get to get go out with the Habs. They only let me play this for three hours, which means we are going off 
Ten o'clock. Oh, we had a caller who dropped? Oh, that's disappointing. Uh, we had one caller who bailed because we had another guy on the phone for like two minutes. Well, that's that's cool. Well, you know what? I don't want to talk to anybody who doesn't have that stick to itiveness <laughs> to be on hold for two minutes. Yeah, you just got dropped to the sixth round. Yeah. Like, this is not sex chat. We have, you know, we don't have many operators. <laughs> Nor are they standing by. We're a two-man, one set of earbuds split between us operation. This is not high-tech. We share everything, including... I don't germs. care. I don't care for this. All right. Here comes Mark Bergevin. He also got the Bruce's memo. <laughs> but, like, what's going on with that pocket square? It's a hack pocket square. Look, it doesn't even match. Why is it pink and the rest of your outfit's blue? Look at this clown up there thinking he has a good hockey team. He looks like a guy who goes to bars and lies about how he's U2's manager. Third consecutive year, they've drafted 25th or lower. We have a even caller. Even they've never even made a file. Oh, we've got a 416 number. We have a caller. This could be our last one. This better not be my dad. Oh, like, so exciting. Maybe it is your dad. It's not your dad, boys. It's not your dad. I'm oh. calling from a Glee basement. Don't let the 416 fool you. Glee basement. I love the Glee. You're calling from a Toronto cell phone uh, in a Glee basement. How are you doing? <laughs> Don't worry. The traffic. I'm, I'm not too bad. Listen, uh, I think I heard Luke say that he didn't like the winter trades for a couple of reasons. And I like I've been trying to understand it. I don't get it because this means that I will never have to see David Leguan getting PP one minutes ever again in my life. That is totally worth it for that reason alone. So Why you would you would trade you would trade your potential goaltender of the future so you never have to see David Leguan get power play minutes again. That is, that's enough for me. That's it. That's fair enough. You know yeah. what? Here's the thing: is that I think that you know. Wow, okay, so now we're hearing 90 seconds. So I think that uh, Robin Leonard and David Leguan for a first-round pick is a great deal. Robin Leonard and David Leguan for Colin White, I'm not sold on. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, yeah, fair, uh, fair enough. Like, uh, what did Wayne Scanlon say or something like that, that, um, that uh, uh, Rick Wombley did not like Robin Leonard? Do you hear anything about that? Oh, does that have that. something to do with this, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't that, know if that had something to do with him getting moved out, but that that could be true. I mean, I do think that they're like in a win now mode, and they think that at least next year Craig Anderson will be the better goaltender, and they might not be wrong about that. But Robin Leonard's only twenty three; he's got a lot of years ahead of him. I, I mean, if you want to say Rick Walmsley may not like his style, like I mean, Andrew Hammond, like as you know, well as he plays, like he looks like a box of toys out there. Like you never know what you're gonna what's good when, what he's gonna pull out when he's playing, right? So. Um, yeah, I mean, I take I, I take your point, um, but at the same time, like, I guess we'll have to. It's all on you, Colin White. Maybe that's the note we yeah, end on. It's all on you. It's all on you, Colin White. Yeah. Well, that's what this night is about—just you know, ripping on teams and putting unnecessary pressure on them. So. Ripping on anyway, teams no, and putting. Just, all just right. So we got. Thanks for calling. We got about five seconds yeah. to go, so we're going to bail on you and All just right. let everybody else. Okay, great. Thanks, okay, Rob. Great show, bye. Thanks. All right, bye. Thanks. Later, cheers. All right, I think that's it. Have a good night, everybody. Woo, we did it. <laughs> that was going to be the. That was the. Yeah, that was